across the UK, online and on DAB. We are Talk. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. It's new and newish callers uh, this evening. A kind of vague, loose term, which I think you'll understand. 03444991000 is the telephone number. We call you that back. With that in mind, this is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. The shining, the shining. Everybody's got the shining. You're shining, I'm shining. Everybody's got the shining. In the Overlook Hotel, he went to write a book but ended up gone. Sisters giving him a fright, yeah. The shining, the shining. Everybody's got the shining. You're shining, I'm shining. Everybody's got the shining. Look out now, Jack's out to destroy. Cause all work and no play makes Jack a dull boy. Jack thought he was in sex and lady. But now he's snogging a crone in room 237 Here comes Halloran to save the day But Jack chops him in two after he came all that way Danny gets a note from his invisible charm It says, red rum, red rum, red rum, red rum, red rum The shining, the shining Everybody's got the shining DVD Oh, they've watched it on the TV I, I found that the other day. That's brilliant. Loads of you will have heard that before. Uh, but that's Joe from Adam and Joe singing uh, the closing theme to The Shining. Um, it works better with the video. I've, tre- I've just tweeted the video. Hang on a second. It's new callers only, Caddick. Sorry! That's okay. You, you weren't to know, apart from the fact we've been mentioning it all week. Um, so I've just tweeted um, the uh, link to uh, to that, so you can um, uh, watch it if you want. Yes, that's right. I just cut Caddick off, dear listener. It's Friday evening. It's four minutes past ten. My name is Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio, and we're doing one of those things that we do from time to time, um, where I invite new and newish callers to phone in to the show. Uh, so if you're, you know, you're a regular, um, you can have a little rest this evening. And if you've only called once or twice or you've never called before, well, then tonight is the perfect opportunity for you to call in in a stress-free... Um, uh, hang on a minute. Lee, Lee? Yeah? How many times have you called in? Well, overall, probably about five. Does Now, does that count as a new caller? 
Am I straight to air? Does it count as a newish caller? Not really. Thanks for calling, Lee. Bye-bye. Bye. Um, any other chances want to have a go? He could have got, if he could, five times, does five count as newish? I mean, it's stretching it. It's stretching it a bit, isn't it? Ever so slightly, it's a little stretch. Um, so the way it works is, you phone up 0344-499-1000. You'll speak to Kath or Ed, they'll take your number and they will call you back. Probably pretty uh, pretty sharpish. And if I see anybody on the switchboard who I think is swinging the lead a little bit, um, short shrift, dear listener, short shrift. I, I think maybe I've been being a little bit too soft with you guys recently. We had um, one unhappy caller yesterday phone up to say he was unhappy with the treatment he received um, uh, 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 after I crap call shamed him. Um... <laughs> I crap-shamed him um, because he did an awful, awful phone call. And it was embarrassing. And, and, and I was thinking about that a lot today, actually, and wondering if I'd been too mean to him. Because he, he did a call that was awful, where he asked me if I'd ever worked for Mike Allen, who was a, a, a radio presenter. Um, and, and it went downhill from there. And afterwards I said, oh, that was a terrible call. And then the next day he phoned up to say, why did you um, shame me after that call? Because I suffer from anxiety and that made me feel bad. Um, Both times he was steaming drunk. Um, And I was thinking about that today, actually. I was in London. I was in central London of all places. And um, I'd, I'd park my car. There's a brilliant car park near Edgware Road where I park my car. And then I kind of, because it's just outside the uh, congestion charge and it's quite cheap for for about four hours it's it's 13 quid now by london prices that is nothing and i had to go into into uh it wasn't quite so just off oxford street to do a voiceover for a brand new series of laugh out loud and today oh it was it was a funny one actually it was a very funny one it was um a christmas special there's a brilliant clip in it Oh, there's a brilliant clip. It really made me laugh out loud. I, I cackled with laughter and we had to, we had to do it several times because I couldn't stop laughing. It's this, um, it was a Christmas tree in the background. So there's a Christmas connection. And it's a dad, right? And his daughter, who's got to be about 10, right? And so the daughter sort of stood to the left and the mum is filming it and she says, right, well, we're going to play trust games. So, Susie, you're going to close your eyes and fall, um, and you're going to trust your daddy to catch you, right? So she closes her eyes, and he stood behind her, waiting to catch her, but she falls forward. (laughs) Oh, God, honestly. (laughs) She just goes straight forward. Oh, it made me laugh so much. It'll be on YouTube. You'll, that clip will be on you. It made me laugh so much. Um, so I had to go into... Is it, honestly, I think they're showing it. I don't know when they're showing it. But it's a series on Channel 5 where, where I do the voiceover for. And some people give me stick for it. Um, well, well, let's just say um, me doing 13 of those will pay my mortgage for... Let me think. Let me think... For three years. So, 
So, you know, you mock all you want. But actually, it's, it's a cracking series, and there are some really, really funny clips in it. Some episodes are better than others. But there's, there's some really funny clips in it, and that one made me... Ha- oh, there's another one, right? And it made me laugh, and it shouldn't, but it involved a, a knob, like a person being a knob, right? It's, <laughs> it's not... This isn't funny. This is horrible, right? It's this, um, like, weird ice event. And I don't know how they did it, but there's, like, a sort of ice sort of podium, a podium made out of ice with like a vase on top made out of ice and there's fire in it, right? And so this guy goes up and he's drunk and he's wearing like a ski suit and he goes up and he does like, he starts humping this podium with fire and of course it falls over and he gets set alight. He's fine, you know, but again, it was just, it just went, anyway. 0344 499 by the way. So I was in town doing that and it's it's a long old slog. You get, you, you put in a tiny booth um, my boys find it hilarious that this is one of my jobs. You get put in a really tiny booth with a small screen showing the programme and a microphone, and you've got your, your, your script there, and I always have cold water. It's got to be cold water. Um, and um, you're in, and they can't have air conditioning in this booth because the, the microphones are so sensitive they pick it up. And so for two hours, you're just in there sweating, and absolutely, you know, the sweat is pouring off. It's, it, it's hideous, but, it, you know, it's ridiculously well paid, so thank you very much indeed. And then after that, instead of getting the tube back, because it was about half five on a Friday night on Christmas... I thought, 0344 499 1000, by the way, we call you back. I thought I'd walk from this place just off Tottenham Court Road to Edgware, and it's a walk of about 35, 40 minutes, right? And, um, thank you, Ed. Um, and as I was walking, I spent a lot of the time thinking about that guy that phoned up. Um, you know, the first night he was drunk and he, he, it was it was an awful phone call. And then the second night he phoned up and it, it was kind of just as bad. Fair play to him for phoning up a second time to complain. But, you know, maybe he should have done it sober. And I was thinking about it a lot. I was thinking, was I too mean? Was I too mean to him? And um, the short answer is no. I wasn't too mean to him. I was pretty much... Um, I think I was fair. I think I was fair. Um, and, um, yeah, the fact that he, he phoned up to complain about something. Anyway, I think I was fair. So that was that sort of sorted out in my mind. Because I don't want to be mean to people. It, 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 we're really trying with this show, Catherine and I are really trying to steer away from the meanness that seems to be pretty much inherent in in nearly all phone-in radio. It's just mean. It's pointing the finger at people that are different colours and different religions and have different accents and going, Ugh! You're weird! And you're the reason I, I've got no work! Um, and, and that seems... That seems easy. Well, that is easy. And it's mean... And, you know, I'm aware that Catherine and I are, are, you know, we're kind of treading our own line here by doing this because there ain't really many examples of it elsewhere. Mystery Hour is quite celebratory, I suppose. Um, Anyway, Um, but part of me, here's the thing, part of me hankers for being a bit mean. And I'm kind of thinking maybe, 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 maybe. Hang on a second. 
Ken? Yes, I've only called in once before. So you are, so oh. you, you are uh, technically a newish caller. Hey, you're a newish yeah, caller. Thank you for taking my call. I get straight through. Thank you very much, Ian. Are you going to engage in a conversation, or are you going to talk to me? I want to talk to you. Right, Ian. right, right. Because yeah. I want, I want, I want to engage in a conversation, Ken. Right, I would like to do. I'd love to do that, Ian. Right, but then why have you ignored every single point I've thrown at you since you called in? I haven't ignored it. I'm a You've not heard scholar. it. You've not heard it, Ken. You've not heard any of the... Th- I've thrown a couple of opening gambits at you. Not particularly strong ones, I'll give you that. But I have thrown a couple of, uh, couple of opening gambits at you, and you've not listened. You've just gone straight in with what you you want to talk about. And I'm afraid it doesn't work like that here. How does it work, then? Well, it works, Ken, that... We have a conversation. We have a chat. Right. Yeah. So one of us will say something, the other person responds, then brings something else into the conversation, and it kind of it kind of develops like that. There's no um there's no talking down to. Correct, right. I agree with that. Okay. It's just that the the, the, the you tend to talk down to. No, when I first spoke to you, Ian, I thought I was speaking to the telephone telephone receptionist. I didn't know it was you. We don't have telephone receptionists here. Well, I didn't know that. Here's the thing. When you phone up a radio show, generally it's the producer that you speak to. or If it's not the producer, it's probably a technical operator. Um, So it's not a receptionist. It's not a researcher. It's not the girl on the phone. It's um, someone who's um, quite intelligent and quite creative. Right. Well, I, I can accept that. I Excellent. understand what you're saying. Excellent. And it's not aimed, aimed just at you. That's aimed at, that's aimed at everybody that phones in, uh, phone in radio shows. Right. Yeah. Well, what troubles me is, uh, and I'd like to discuss it with you. Please do. Is... Today, there's a great uh, threat of Islamic terrorism oh, in the UK. God. Yes, Ken. Yes, yes Ken. Did I, you not hear... Did you, I, did, were you listening to the opening of the show, Ken? No. Let, the, let me... Let me yes, t- I've listened to you. Okay. Well, what, are what you was I, allowed free speech? What we, no, allowed free speech? No, Ken, there's no such thing as free speech. Certainly not on, on broadcasting. I can explain that point to you if you'd like, but I, I suspect you won't hear it. Why is there no free speech? Well, because there are two really basic things that prevent free speech, particularly on broadcasting. Um, One is um, we are bound by the laws of the land, so you can't say anything libelous. So that instantly is a barrier to free speech. You can't say anything libelous. And say you, I'm talking to callers and to presenters. Um, And secondly, we have to follow the rules of Ofcom, which is the regulatory body, um, which dictate that we cannot use foul or obscene language. So so there isn't free speech in broadcasting, Ken. Those are two... Um, those are two factors that prevent free speech. There are other factors, um, including I decide what happens on my show. Now, you phoned up George Galloway to speak about Islamic terrorism, and I was just doing a really lovely um, introduction to the show 
where, which you weren't listening to because y- y- you don't listen to the shows you phone up. You just phone up and, and expect to, to be able to say anything you want. Um, and I was doing a really lovely introduction to the show where I was saying, we're not like a lot of the other phone-in radio shows in that we are, we are not mean... We don't point at other uh, people that are different colours and go, ugh! And we don't point at people that worship different gods and go, ugh! We don't do that on this show, Ken. So if you've just come on to continue the conversation you had with Galloway, the excellent George Galloway, about um, Islamic terrorism, then I'm afraid, Ken, you've come to the wrong place. Well, that's okay, and thank you for talking to me. Thanks very much for calling, Ken. Bye-bye. Bye. He's not put the phone down yet. Always my favourite part of um, calls like this when they don't put the phone down. Sorry, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, Ken. There we go. Actually, no, my no, my favourite part is when they do put the phone down. Um, hang on, is, is Stuart... Oh, for goodness sakes. Stuart? Yes? Are you a new or newish caller? Um, it's at Stewpot, and I'm in the bath. Right. Are you a new or newish caller? I phoned you just the once, Ian. When was that? Oh, in the very beginning, it's me, creative, uh, creator of Bad, bad Book Covers. Oh, in that case, yes, 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 yes. In that, uh, uh, yes, bad, bad Book Covers, yes. What you got for us, Stu? Oh, I just thought I'd be the first person to call in who's actually in the bath. That is disgusting. I'm going to cut you off, you pervert. Um, 0344 499 Darren, stay there. Let's get Ben back. And um, uh, onwards and upwards, dear listener. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. New and newish callers this evening. Evening, Ben. Hip, hip, hip. Hip, 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 Ben. How are you, sir? I'm all right. And I realised that I didn't reply to your email. So, no, no, no. I I literally just replied to (laughs) your email during those. uh, That ad break went on for a little bit longer than normal because I uh, was replying to your email. Well, I actually felt my phone vibrate on my head while I was waiting. Well, there you That's it. You see, that was it. That was me sending you important information. Uh, Well, I, I, I look forward to that. (laughs) <laughs> right, anyway, do I do I count as a newish caller? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're new, you're newish. I think this is, you've only called three times, two times. Three. This, is, this is my third. That's time. New, that is newish. When we start getting into the fours and fives, <laughs> that's when it becomes a little bit grey. Okay. Well, first first things, mean people suck. Yes. We're all agreed there. They do, and to I mean, as an opening gambit. I want to talk about Islamic terrorism in the UK. I mean, <laughs> flipping heck, man. That, yeah, okay, it's, it's 20 past 10 on a Friday night and the run-up to Christmas. Come, come, can't we have a bit of, There are so many other outlets where you can go and complain about Islamic terrorists and Muslims and all, all Muslims being bomb, suicide bombers and they're going to kill our children. There's loads of places you can go and complain about that and have a pop about that, but that's not what this is. 
Well, I'm sure you'll be very glad to hear that that's not my intention. Okay. I've got something slightly less controversial to oh, talk about. Oh, go on then. So, very recently this happened to me. Yeah. Uh, made a discovery. Uh-oh. But, so, let me rewind two years. Rewind. Wow, you can actually do that noise. Oh, that wasn't very good, but I'm going to try better. So, two years ago, I come up to the pedestrian crossing. Yes. And I press the button. Yeah. Waiting to cross. Yeah. And for some reason, I'm kind of... I know where you go. I know, exa- I know exactly where you're going with this. Continue. See, I've, continue. I wondered if you already knew about yeah. this, but I'm hoping there's someone out there who doesn't know about it. Go on, continue. This is great. So, I leaned on the, the pedestrian crossing box where yeah. the button is. Yeah, yeah. And I found a weird knob yeah. Underneath. on the bottom of the crossing. The little, uh, and then the I re- little cone. There's a small black cone, yes. and you can turn it. Yeah, yeah, you can spin it. It's great fun. So, yeah. So the last two years, every now and again, I come to a crossing, and I press that button, and I'd idly twiddle with this knob. Absolutely no idea what it was for, what it did. Any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So a few days ago, my usual thing, I pressed the button, twiddle with the knob at yeah. the crossing, yeah. and then the green man went green. And then what happened? The cone started spinning. Exactly. Exactly. And, and my, it was one of the greatest moments of realisation of my entire life. So do you, know what that, do you now know what that black I, ribald I, cone is for? I had the wonderful realisation because I realised the green man wasn't going... And then I went, ah, yeah. it's for blind people. Well, it's for blind people, but I think it's for, I think it's primarily for blind and deaf people. Because I think it, at some, this is what I was, this is what I, because I, 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 I discovered this a while ago, right? And I, I remember going on the radio going, I've just found this amazing thing, I don't know what it is. And someone got in touch, and, and I love pointing it out to people, because it's just this wonderful secret <laughs> thing. It's delicious. Uh, but I think, I think it's for blind and deaf people. Um, well, fair enough. And uh, because at some it, 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 it's at some stops when when the, the beeping does go, it, you still get the little cone underneath oh, the thing. Oh, I haven't tested. I haven't. I haven't done a survey of pedestrian no. crossing. And and the beautiful thing is, now you've seen it, you'll see them everywhere. I know. And what I loved about it was, I felt like I'd entered a secret world yeah. that I just didn't know about. Yeah. Oh, yes, you have. And I was hoping to, that I would hopefully. Tomorrow, a few viewers, visit viewers, what? listeners, yes. might go out and they'll go and discover these little cones and go, ooh! Don't it make you think, though, how hard, how hard must it be? I don't mean this in a patronising tone, and if it patronises, I apologise, but how flipping hard it must be to cross the road if you're deaf and you're, you're blind. Crossing the road, we take for granted. It's a piece of cake. You know, we do it. We Sometimes we take chances and sometimes we run and blah, blah, blah. If you're deaf and blind, imagine, imagine doing that. I, I, well, all I can say is I, every now and again when I come into work, there is a blind guy and I see him there, a lovely, lovely man. Yeah. And I see him and I go, do you want a hand across the road? Yeah. And he says, yes, please. Yeah. And I just give him a hat and we have a little chat and it's all cool. I can't imagine yeah. the bravery involved in 
doing it. I can't believe it. When I used to live in North London... I mean, the bravery I need just to phone you up. Yeah, I know. I know, it's nuts, isn't it? When I used to live in North London, in Muswell Hill, I lived in in a lovely flat... And I would see this woman, who must have been in her late 60s, early 70s, who was completely blind, completely blind, with the white white cane. And I would see her walking from one end of this, this road, Colney Hatch Lane, this long road. She'd walk from one end up to the other, go into Muswell Hill and go into the shop. And I'd see her all the time. And um, she, I was just blown away. I just found her absolutely fascinating, the, the confidence. And every day... And one day I saw her in... Um, in Waterloo Station, right, which for those who don't know, it's, it's quite some distance from, from Muswell Hill. Um, and she was, she had a bucket and she was collecting money for blind people. And I said to her, I said, I find, I, I'm, I, I see you walking around in Muswell Hill. And I find, and there was one time, and she'd never asked for help or anything like that. And then one time I was looking out the window and I saw her walking on the opposite side of the street and there was a bin lorry was parked on the pavement a bit and it was making loads of noise and I could see she was getting a bit confused and yeah. she ended up in this kind of little car park outside these flats lost just she just yeah. taken like a, a foot to the left you know and and it had completely thrown her pattern and yeah. um and I watched for a second and, I, and when I saw she was in trouble I dashed down and I said oh excuse me I, it looks like you're a bit stuck do you do you need a hand and she went oh yeah thank you and she took my elbow and I got like, led her back on the path and she went and um the I, 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 I'm not going. I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm going nowhere with it. I just found. I just found her such an inspiration, such an inspiration that every, every day, you know, she would get up and she'd walk and she'd go and do her shopping and she'd walk back. And not only that, she'd also, you know, get off her ass and go and collect money for blind people. And I just, I just found it incredible. Is what I'm trying to say. Fair play. Yeah. Nice one, Ben. Always good to talk to you. I've just sent you my phone number, so give us a text or something. Well, mate, next time you're in Soho, let me know. You're probably <laughs> round the corner from where I was working. Well, sexy, sexy Soho. <laughs> it's horrible Soho now. They've got rid of all the strip joints and the peep shows and all of that stuff that makes Soho, or made Soho, so deliciously seedy and naughty. Well, I'm doing my best to inject some <laughs> my seed. Oh, that, sorry, you I've phrased that incorrectly, Ben. <laughs> On that bombshell... Thank you very much, Ben. 0344 499 1000. New and newish callers only. Oh, I forgot to ask Ben. I went to ask Ben about Whiplash because he, he plays like music and jazz and stuff. Anyway, next time I'll do it. Next time. Um, late Nights with Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, three. Four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. And interestingly, Ken um, threw me off my uh, stride ever so slightly because I was going to say something, and I, I, I'm, I'm probably not going to follow through now. Um, but I was saying I kind of miss the meanness and the snarkiness a little bit, a little bit. I, not, not. I don't yearn for it. There's not a, a, a huge longing for it but um it's it's you know it was it was the axe for quite a while and it gets listeners and people being angry and scared um can make quite compelling radio so i'm wondering i'm wondering on monday do we do a mean show do we do a show that's 
mean and and nasty and scary do we do we have a go at that i mean what what, what will it take it, it might be fun it might be too much fun we might enjoy it and go oh this is what we're meant to be doing i don't think so i don't think so but um i wonder how easy it would come to us to do that should we do that monday should we do a mean show where we point the finger at difference? We, we end up, for example, if Ken had called in on Monday, we'd engage with that. I, it, it's a weird one, isn't it? Can you, can you, can you um, call in with your thoughts on that? Because I'm kind of tempted, but I wonder if it's like, you know, just taking a little bit of heroin or something. It's like, well, it's, it seems like a good idea at the time. And then six years later, um, I don't know. I don't know. Let me think about it over the weekend. And, and maybe Monday's show will be mean. I, I think we can take it. I think we can take it. We'll, 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 maybe we'll do that. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number. New and newish callers, please. Until midnight. And then we'll do straight to air, and then anyone can call. Um, Darren. Hello. Hello, Darren. What you got for us, boss? Oh, sorry. I was. I, I couldn't hear anything at all, so I didn't oh. know if I'd been cut off or not. Oh. Are you okay? Sorry. No, that's all right. I wonder if that's. Um, uh, 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 oh, hang on a minute. Let me go. This is going. Steve. Steve. Hello. Steve, could you hear anything I said for the last five minutes? Yeah, but you sounded like a Dalek. Oh, flipping it. Oh, well, hang on a minute, right? That's not cool. That's, that is not cool, Steve. Right, Steve, you, Steve, stay there. I'm going to bring... This is going to be complicated. Oh. Stephen? Yep, that's it. I can hear you now. Right, yep. right, but you couldn't hear me then? It went a bit funny then, yeah. But, uh, um, previously, oh. it was silent, just just dead air. Oh, yeah. I wonder what that is. I'm going to... What I'm going to do is I'm going to take Ed out and have him killed. Um, <laughs> Stephen, stay there, because I'm going to bring Steve back. Now, Steve, could you hear what I was just saying to Stephen? Steve? No, I didn't hear a word of that just then. <laughs> <laughs> heck. Well, this is no good. If we're going to have spontaneous conversations where I talk interesting things and then throw to people, they're not going to be able to chip in on the things I was just saying. I was just saying, Steve and Darren, not you, Stephen, although you probably can't hear me, but I'll come to you in a bit. I was just saying, Steve and Darren, that um, I'm thinking maybe on Monday of doing a mean show. Okay. Mm, I don't know where we're mean and where, you know, I don't know if you heard Ken calling in earlier on, the um, Scottish gentleman who wanted to talk about the rise of Islamic terrorism in the UK and how we're all going (laughs) to die. If he'd called it on... Monday show, as I'm seeing it, I would have, I would have indulged his call, and to a certain degree, I would have agreed with him as well. I think Kath's looking worried by this. I think. <laughs> what do you You're think, guys? We get in the Katie Hopkins. Well, I, I just wonder if there's if 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 as an experiment, if there's if there's anything in it. Well, I don't know yet. I've never called the show before, and this is my first time on. However, you've sacked me from the show oh. 
before I've ever been on it, about a month ago, so you've already been mean to me. Why did- this is Darren, is it? It is Darren, yeah. Why did I- why did I sack you, Darren? What- what- what atrocity- atrocity <laughs> had you committed? Well, I've- I've stopped talking about it now, hence me- me phoning, but- but you were asking for people to phone up and review The Apprentice. Oh. And it was too late and I was going to sleep and I tweeted you. Oh. And you said tweets were no good and yep. I was sacked. Yep, 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 yep. So, yeah. So I thought I deserved Well, did I say it, so. you're sacked or did I say you're fired? Oh, you may have said I was fired. Right, right. <laughs> Do you see why I might have used that phrase? Oh, I've been sulking and you were joking. <laughs> I wasn't joking, Darren. You're fired. Um, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, well, I'm, I'm glad the sulk has ended. A month-long sulk. That's a strong sulk, Darren. You should be proud of that. That's, as a grown man, you should be very, very proud of that. Well, at least I've not admitted to it on radio or anything like that. <laughs> exactly. Um, what you got for us, Darren? Is it just to phone in and, and have a go at me? I'm not funny to have a go yet. I thought I'd phone in about something nice because you want people to talk about good things. You do not sound like my friend Paul. Is Paul from Manchester? Well, I'm from Oldham. Well, but Paul's from Leeds. Oh, not, not that far away. Yeah, you, yeah, you do not sound like him. This is why I'm normally I would dive in and guess your age, but you're, because you sound like Paul, who is an older gentleman, um, it's thro- it's throwing me off slightly. Well, I've, I've I've got man flu, so I don't sound like an normally sound. 38. Do you know what? I'll take that. I'm 38. Uh, well, how old are you? I'm 38. Are you 38? Yeah, yeah. Spot on! Every there time, Kath shakes her head and goes, I don't, know, I don't know how I do it. It's a gift. It's a gift. I've I, I allowed myself a two-year window either side. There we go. Fantastic. <laughs> All right, then, cold, uh, cold flu head man. What, have you, what did you want to say? I can't remember. Well, I, so I just thought I'd phone you because I saw on Twitter before yeah. about a pub down in London called the Alexandra that is in Wimbledon. And on Christmas Day, if people are on their own, they're letting people go for a free Christmas dinner and a free pint. So I thought, that's quite nice. Hey, that's not bad, is it? Yeah, so I just thought I'd, I'd phone you and tell you about but that. But where is the, the Alexandra? Where is that? It's in Wimbledon. Right. SW19 is all he, I can Well, here's the you. thing here's what I'd do. Right, is I would take my family to this, <laughs> but I'd stagger us walking in. So like, I'd send my wife idea. in first, right? <laughs> then I'd wait ten minutes. Then I'd go in, and then ten minutes later, my boys would come in. That would be a bit weird. I don't know. How I wouldn't even bring the boys, but I'd just take like my mum and uh, and everyone and go and have a free Christmas dinner. The, the only proviso is you can't talk to each other as though you know each other. Bonus. <laughs> Absolute yeah, bonus! It could be, it could be the perfect Christmas day. <laughs> it could be. Oh, that is a that is a nice thing. Are you feeling Christmassy, Darren? I'm not. I'm not feeling Christmassy yeah. at, at all. So you probably may not connect it, but I, I tweeted you a couple of weeks ago because of you talking about mental health. Yeah. I wrote a blog for the Huffington Post about me suffering from depression. Remind me, because I read a few blogs. Remind me what what, what your your said. It was about masculinity and depression, right. and I my blog was about how through suffering from depression, I started doing obstacle races, yeah, um, and stuff like that. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was that was basically the. Uh, the idea of it. So, for, for me, this is all, like the lead up to Christmas is always where I'm feeling a bit, you know, feeling a bit down, but it'll be all right. 
Um, and are you, will you be, have you, have you got people around you at Christmas? Usually I do, but this year it's my turn not to have my kids. Um, oh, and I've had Christmas dinner with my mate for the past, ooh, probably about six years. And this year he's got new girlfriends, he's <laughs> off with their folks. So it'll be a bit weird. I'll not have my, I'll, I'll, so what I've done is, so I could sit at home on my own and feel down about it. Yeah. But, in the morning, I've got my kids, and then um, I'm going to FC United, which is a football team up here. Yeah. Um, they're having homeless people in for the for, for the the afternoon, so I've volunteered to go and help do that. So, well, that so you're seeing the kids in the morning. Yeah, yeah. I've got the kids until about eleven. Oh, so, okay, yeah. okay, okay. That that's um, that must be um, that must be hard though. Ha- you know, handing the kids over on Christmas Day. It's Christmas Day. Yeah, well, yeah. So it's sort of yeah. Past couple of Christmas days, I've had them all day. Yeah. Um, so it will be weird not to have them oh, all right. day. Yeah. So I don't envy that. Um, nah, so it'll be it'll be strange. So yeah. So like I said, I just thought I'll keep myself busy, and then I'm not just going to be sat sat yeah. in the house eating a single mince pie. I've written down. <laughs> I've written down this evening, right? To talk. No Christmas vibe. I've got no, I've got no Christmas vibe at all. It's just not. I went into the the, the toy shop near us to kind of look for toys and presents and stuff, and I bought um, uh, a pack of Marvel Avengers top trumps because the boys are really That's into cool. their superheroes, and I bought fifty a box that said fifty practical jokes, including spilt coffee and cracked windscreens. And my youngest loves doing practical jokes on people, and I bought that. And then I just walking around, I was going. I did, I didn't feel it. I, I, that's all I bought, and I left. I didn't. I'm not. I'm not feeling the vibe, Darren. And I've made no. I've made no plans of. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we'll do what we do every year, and my mum will come over. And uh, I've not. May you know, my sister's been been um, uh, on at me. Not on at me. That makes it sound. But but you know, saying is mum getting her kids any presents? And blah, 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 and, I've, and I finally just wrote an email. Said yeah, yeah, yeah. Do this, this, and this. Um, but just because I'm just, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. Yeah, well, but the, the, the thing is, is we've both got to start getting into the mood because it's what? Two weeks away, isn't it? Yeah, two weeks. Oh, flipping it, it's two weeks, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Christ. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, there we go, um, Darren. Nice to talk to you, mate. And um, I'm 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 really impressed by you having the hump for a whole month. That's that that is. Um, t- t- I think I'm miserable. So that is taking things to a new level, mate. Respect. I've stopped talking now and have a good Christmas. <laughs> Thank you, Darren. Uh, Steve and Stephen, stay there. New. See, I like it when we do these. I always come in and think, oh, it's going to be hard work. Going to have to work hard tonight because maybe we've used up all the new and newish callers. But every time we do it, every time we do it, it's an absolute revelation. Um, 03444991000, Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Unmissable Late Night Radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. <laughs> I just looked on Digital Spy. Some of them are not... Some of them are not happy. Some of them are not happy about the way I spoke to Ken. Listen, if you want to listen to some old git banging on about Islamic terrorists, it's the wrong show, TK and 
cheese toasted and um, everyone else, right? It's the, it's the, you're listening to the wrong show. I'd just done an introduction saying we're going to be nice and do nice things. And he phoned in with the cliche, the cliche that every night I say, we're not doing a phone in about Muslims. Every night I say it. And he phoned in about it. And also, here's the thing about my show, which is different from from, from other shows, right? Other shows, uh, 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 other phoning shows, they're very much in that hour. They're, they're packaged in that hour. So they have one question for that hour, then they have another question for another hour. And what betide anybody who tries to refer to something that happened two weeks ago? I, I don't like working like that. So m- my show will have threads that um, kind of kind of run through it. And um, so, you know, I will we will pick up, a caller will pick up, or I will pick up on something that happened two weeks ago. Uh, so that's the way it works. Um, I do have a suggestion, TK and, 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 and uh, Cheese Toasted. Guys, y- y- the show isn't for you, okay? Switch off, man. Switch off. Although you might like the show on Monday, because we're going to do it. We're going to do a miserable show. On Monday, a grumpy show. We're going to talk about if people want to phone in about Islamic terrorists. They can do that. People want to phone in about Brexit and Trump. Yeah, they can do that. Fine. We'll do that. We'll do, we'll do a, a mean spirited show on Monday. Shall we? Shall we? We'll have a go. Um, so that, you might like that one better. I don't know if I'll be able to pull it off, if I'm completely honest. I don't know if I'll be able to, but we'll, 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 um, we'll certainly have a crack. Right. Um, this is going to be complicated. So I'm going to go to Steve first. Good evening, Steve. What kind of cake? No cake for me, Steve. I'm on a diet. <laughs> OK. Yeah. Can I have gay cake? Uh, yeah, of course you can have gay cake. Everyone loves a bit of gay cake. I, 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 I'll have a bit of... I'll have a little bit, like just a slither of your slice of gay cake, but I'm not having a whole portion. Awesome. That's, that's what I like to hear. Nice one. What you got for Steve? Uh, no, I was just ringing up, really, because you were talking about the... Um, the spinning cones. Yes, the spinning cones underneath the um, the 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 push the push the button thing. Why can't I speak all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because um, you're quite right. It's for people who are blind and also hearing impaired. Because I'm blind and I'm also hearing impaired. Oh, okay. And is it can, right? Can I ask some questions that might sound stupid and patronising? And you can tell me to jog on, all right? Uh, no, you, I, I doubt I will. You, okay. you go okay. for it. Right. Things like that are hidden to the rest of the world. Like Ben, who called in, only found it purely by accident a couple of years ago, and I found it found out about them about ten years ago, right? Is there... Yeah. Uh, is there, um... Like an... Do you visit someone like an occupational therapist or or someone who tells you all of this stuff? Yeah, they're called, um, rather disturbingly, I find, uh, they're called rehabilitation officers. Hey, flipping ex-thief. Like you're some kind of criminal, like you're some kind of deviant. You're a drug-addled ex-offender, <laughs> um, a, a rehabilitation officer, blimey, okay. Um, well, so- I am, but enough about that, you know. <laughs> so, and so how does, how does that work? Do you have, do you, do you have, like, sessions? Is there a course? Do you get, like, um, a, a, well, a pamphlet? Well, I don't know, a pamphlet could, could be good, a braille on it. How does it work? Yeah, no, you'll have like, um, it, I mean, it, they'll, they, they tailor it for each person, but generally you'll have sessions, so you'll learn your kind of way to particular, particular routes. So, you know, I want to learn the way to the pub. Right. Or, 
or to the local drug dealer or whatever. Wow, Steve's living the, the fast and fancy life. Well, you, you might as well. You might as well fill your boots. I, I know. Tell me about it. But um, the, I, you probably won't remember, but um, I emailed you months ago, and uh, you, you, you did actually answer, um, about um, the fact that I have a hearing loss and I was learning to hear again with my cochlear implant by oh. listening to your free CR show. <laughs> 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 oh, Steve! Um, yeah, I do remember. How did that go? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I mean, the first word I learned to hear was bigot, so that was... <laughs> so, right, remind me, because I, I, I do remember the email, but I don't remember the details. So, d- d- you you went... You, you, you lost your hearing later on in life. Yeah, yeah, that, that's the one. Um, I was born completely blind, and as I got older, my hearing got worse. Yeah. So we went down the kind of hearing aids route and stuff like that. And I used to listen to your shows on LBC. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Um, before they globalised it. Yeah. And um, But in the last sort of five years or so, I've just not been able to listen to the radio. Um, so I kind of lost touch with all the shows I used to And that's to because to. the hearing got progressively worse and the hearing yeah. aids weren't able to, to, to kind of boost it. Yeah, no, they weren't. Wow. So I had... I had cochlear implant surgery a couple of years back now. Oh, gosh, it makes me quiver when you say that. Yeah, that sounds unpleasant. <laughs> um, I, I need to be clear. I said cochlear. OK, thank you. There is a story about a man who's, <laughs> who's lost his willy. But anyway, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll go there later on. There, <laughs> yeah. We'll do that Just later on. For anyone else who's hard of hearing, yeah. I said cochlear. Um, and, so, uh, yeah. and, how, and, and, and that went OK, but then you have to learn how to hear again. Pretty much, yeah. Oh. And they said, one of the things they said was... Um, that, you know, if you listen to a lot of speech radio, you know, it's a good way of of hearing, you know, of so learning what, to so hear lots you of say different that, voices. Because it's a strange concept. There's in, in, I think it's in a Will Store book that he talks about someone who was deaf and they managed through, I guess through a similar procedure, to bring back his hearing. But yeah. he still couldn't hear. He, his brain didn't know how to turn the vibrations into meaningful sounds. Yeah, I mean, I, I was really lucky because I had some useful hearing until, you know, quite recently right. when my hearing deteriorated. So, yeah. for me, it was it was almost a case of relearning, you know, like, I suppose it's a bit like if you have a, you know, if you break your legs and you don't walk for six months, you kind of got to learn how to walk again kind of thing. Um, yeah, the human body's weird, isn't it? It is, but it's also, the, the, it's also amazing. No, I could have my hearing restored to me, basically. And that's it now. That, that, that's a permanent solution. You, 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 your ears won't, um, you know, get worse and worse so that, that that procedure will become out of date. No, no, it's all, it's, it's, this, is, this is how it will be now. It's not, it's not perfect, but no. it's far from, but it's, you know, way better than it was before. It's, yeah. like, totally different. Wow. Wow. So yet you choose to listen to this rubbish, Steve. Well, they may have given you hearing, they've certainly not given you taste. I know. I think if the NHS knew to what uses I was putting my hearing, they might have considered the money not so well. Spent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's okay because I also listened to um, Jonathan Vernon Smith after you, so it's all right. Oh, in that case, you're getting both sides of um, of <laughs> the lovely <laughs> yeah. Jonathan Vernon Smith. He's he's a very talented man. I'm a big fan of his work. Um, uh, not nice ones. Just going back to the 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 because I'm fascinated by this. When you you get your rehabilitation, dude. So what they they take you out 
like walking from your house, let's say, to the post office and and back, and they they do it with you a few times, and then and then you do it on your own. Yeah, pretty much. They're following on behind you to make sure you don't get yourself into too much bother. But um, but yeah, that's pretty much how it um, kind of kind of how it goes. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if if they've got guide dogs, then the training's completely different. Yeah, of course. Uh, of course. Uh, I, I don't, is that, I don't is that not terrifying? The, is that not terrifying the first time you, 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 you do a hand solo? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, it's, I, I don't do it much because my hearing still isn't quite good enough right. for, yeah. you know, for sort of road crossings for, and, and all of that jazz. Yeah, so yeah. So I, I don't do much of that. But, um, but yeah, I, I used, it used to be really terrifying. But, you know, it's, it's what you've got to do, man. It's what you got to do. Well, Steve, uh, man alive, I'm so glad the NHS fixed your ears because we need all the listeners we can get. So um... I know, and I, I'm so glad that I phoned in. And, you know, I was... I was um... I've wanted to phone in for months. I said in my email that I'd pluck yeah. up the courage eventually to ring in. Cause oh, I'm glad you for did. Me, the pho- cause for me, like, the phone is kind of the last big thing that I've got to get myself over. What, you, you're nervous in general about making phone calls? Yeah, um, yeah, and obviously the um, most cochlear implant users say that they find using the phone to be the most difficult. Why? Why is it um, so difficult? I have absolutely no idea. Um, for me, it's mainly psychological because I'm right, yeah. I'm doing it now and it's fine. Yeah, but it's, it's kind of the idea of of phoning up someone who might cut me off or <laughs> God, how, might how... ask me what kind of cake or. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steve. Well, uh, would you like me to cut you off? Would that make you feel better? It would. He's gone. <sighs> Imagine if I've just set him back like three years in his rehabilitation. He, he looks at the phone and goes, I didn't mean him to, didn't mean him to do it. And that's it. And he, he's scratching at his ears and he pulls the implants out and he flushes them down the toilet. Imagine, imagine, imagine. And your tax has paid for that deviant to have his ears fixed. Outrageous. Send them back. Send them back. Um, Stephen, we'll come to you after the break, if that's all right. Alex, I'll, we'll come to you as well. Um, this is always, there's only another hour of this, then we'll do straight to air and everyone can call in after midnight. But um, it's always a joy doing this and I, I always get nervous, I always get a little bit anxious. And yet, um, every single time we've done it, it absolutely uh, it works and blows me away and we get some brilliant, brilliant calls. Uh, it, it's new and newish callers. So there is a little bit of flexibility um, if you, uh, you, you want to call in. If you've called in a couple of times before, yeah, you can give us a call. Um, 0344 499 1000. We've, we've, we've covered, um, so much already. We've, uh, I don't even remember what we've covered. Oh, um, uh, crossing the road, um, being blind, uh, being deaf, um, um, uh, no Christmas vibe, and Muslims. Been a very busy show. Um, 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. You're listening to Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Access all radios. Talk Radio. Give it some lip. Talk Radio. Uh, an email here asking, um, would it be possible to tell me which day and approximately what time Joe McKeldry will be interviewed next week? 
Haven't got the foggiest. Um, I'm Ian Lee. This is Talk Radio. New and newish callers only, please. Stephen and Alex, stay there. You'll be up after the news. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. By the way, um, thank you, Dan. Um, if you um, want to purchase the um, songs I recorded with Nigel, you, they're going to be taken down from iTunes within the next day or two because he is a fruitcake. And uh, it's just too darn stressful. <laughs> I've got to send him, I've got, I must remember to find, try and find my checkbook this week and send him a check. Um, and then hopefully get him off my back because uh, if you'd seen some of the private messages I'd received from him, on Facebook, uh, you'd understand why I wish to sever all ties. 
Um, <laughs> how are your semen production facilities, dear listener? Oh, three. That was naughty of me, I know. Oh, three. He doesn't listen. We say what we want about him. Don't listen. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Stephen, sorry, you've been waiting for absolutely ages, and I apologise. What have you got for us, Stephen? Just said, actually. Oh man, <laughs> if you'd have seen some of the messages I've received from that gentleman, flipping heck. Well, he's been going a long time, hasn't he, about this um, Lindsay Lohan and the other Miley Cyrus. It's been going on for forever. Forever. Well, forever. I mean, it, it, someone um, tweeted me and Mike Graham from the two mics and said, um, to, 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 yeah. tweeted Mike Graham and said, Mike, does Nigel from Maidstone still call you? And Nigel replied saying, no, he hasn't called me for years, but he calls Ian Lee now. And I did say to Mr. Graham, if you yeah. want Nigel back, you are more than welcome to have him. I won't take it as a personal snub. And Mike said, no, you're all right, mate. Thanks. So... Um, Tied with a ribbon with, with yeah. greetings. Oh, yeah. goodness gracious me. I know, yes, to, 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 the, to, the, to any bidder, anybody, please take him off my hands. But Mark, Nigel's been phoning um, talk radio for uh, 20, 20 years, I want to say. Well, was it always about the same young women in the States? It's always Lindsay Lohan. Well, it cha- it, it, it's changed over the decades. But it, for a while, wasn't he... Um, uh, uh, some, uh, some hardcore radio anoraks will know. Wasn't he in the 90, 90s singing about Charlotte Church? Could well have been. Yeah, it's always, it's always um, a girl that's the leaving teens. Yeah, it's just a girl yeah. that's just on the right side of legal. Yeah, exactly. That's not, that's not weird, is it? Oh, no, perfectly, perfectly normal behaviour. Yeah. <laughs> perfectly normal behaviour from a bloke in his late 50s who lives with his mum. Of course, who posts video of himself pumping off. Of course it's normal. Of course it's normal. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Stephen, you've been very patient. Sorry for keeping but, you for so long. What have you got for us, boss? Oh, just to say, I'm newish. This is my second call. Um, well done. I don't expect you to remember, but... Um, I don't. I don't. I don't remember what I did. What we did on yesterday's show. So the, 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 when people um, say, "Jay, do you remember?" I used to call you um, about ten years ago on LBC. I, I was the guy that that, that um, did this, and I go, um, "No, I don't remember." Unless it was the person who used to go, "My name is Khan," or the man who <laughs> pretended to be an Asian doctor telling me how to do handbrake turns in a Nissan. Unless it's those two calls, I won't remember. No. I was. I did phone you about classical music. It was the Friday you came back after you had a couple of days off. Oh, I do. I do remember that. Yes, I do remember that. Yes, yes, yes. And you've been. You, oh, you, yeah. And then that Sunday, you um, phoned up. Um, um, oh, Bob Mills. Bob Mills. That was it. That was it. I was. I was going to say um, uh, Bill Buckley. But it was not Bill Buckley. It was, it was well, Bob Mills. Said that, Ian, because. He asked me um, how you were. I know. I heard. I was listening, and I was, I was, I was listening in bed, and I, I curled up with embarrassment. Because I didn't want to say because I don't know how much you know, Bob. I didn't know if he knows about you know what goes on with you, and I felt a bit intrusive. You know, it's, it's not for me to sort of tell him your business. No, I felt. Um, do you know? I don't know, Bob. I've met him twice, and he's he's delightful. I'm a huge, huge fan. As uh, you know, in his radio show, Sunday night, seven till ten. On on, it really is just a joy. If you just want to listen to a laid back conversation with between some comedians, it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. absolutely, such good listen. Um, 
But I, I, you know, I'm quite public about all this. So I don't, I don't mind what people say. But I thought he, he, he uh, 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 here's what I made up as I was listening to it. So Bob says, "Oh, I, 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 you." Stephen called up and said, "Oh, I, I spoke to you and you were filling in for Ian Lee." And he went, "Oh yeah, is Ian Lee all right? What's what was wrong with him? Was he a bit sick?" And you, you implied that it was something mental, and um, uh, you could kind of hear Bob get a little, ever so slightly, get a little bit embarrassed. And he went, "Oh." Oh, I didn't know Ian. Uh, I didn't know Ian struggled with that, and and the, uh, he handled it perfectly. I thought, yeah, like well, a gentleman. I was self conscious because yeah, the way he asked as if he thought he had the flu or something. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I laid up in bed with the flu, and I and I wanted to be honest, but then I didn't want to be too personal about you. So I sort of tried to, you know, say well. You all handled it like gentlemen, although I was listening in bed, curling up with embarrassment. But that's my problem. Funny to hear some talk about like that. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on. It's honestly, dear listener, it's such a good show, and I do, I do. Um, the, the weekend schedule is um, is, is neglected, I think, a little bit, and there's some cracking stuff on there. Bob Mills being an example. Uh, 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 Howard Hughes, who's on straight after him, just oh, talking. Oh, it's absolute bullshine, and it's wonderful. Catherine has a, a, a show on. When now? When is when is this? I can never. Remember, the, the, um, come, come on the microphone. Catherine does like a best of. I think of. it's three o'clock on a Sunday. They, they move it. They, it's moved, yeah. hasn't it? That's a, so three o'clock on the Sunday, Catherine hosts seven days of talk radio, which is the best bits of talk radio. And she does all the, the, she puts it together and builds that show and does all the links. So if you like listening to her voice, um, oh. uh, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, you're probably insane. But, but three o'clock on a Sunday, uh, it's, it's well worth, it's well worth, um, a listen. I tell you what, we must get, um, Howard Hughes on the show again. We must get Howard Hughes on next week or we'll, 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 we'll the week after. We'll see if we can get Howard on because he's, he's great. He'd be very good speaking like, outside of his own format of his show, yeah. Speaking, yeah. Just, I'd love to hear Howard Hughes um, interviewing the pop stars of the day, like um, Justin Bieber or who was the uh, who was the fella that broke his neck in New Zealand? Oh, um, you know, yeah. the one. you know the one, Moonface yeah. guy. I yeah. gotta get through this. I gotta get through this. I gotta get, gotta get, gotta get, gotta get, gotta get through this. Beddingfield, Daniel Beddingfield, thank you. I'd love to hear Howard Hughes interviewing Daniel Beddingfield down a well. There we go. There's a show. <laughs> There's a format. We came up with a format, Stephen. Now, about your meanness thing. Yes. Two types of meanness because. Yep. But there's the, yeah, the bashing people of, of, a, of a religion thing we talked about earlier. Yep. You know, having a go at people because of what they believe in and being nasty. Yep. I don't think that's you, to be honest. No. I don't make that well, but I don't think you're, you're like that. But there's another kind of meanness which I, I don't really like. Um, I, heard it, I heard it the other day with O'Brien. Oh, yeah. I don't really listen to that show. And there was someone that was ringing up who was a bit, um, oh, I suppose a bit timid and a bit stuttery. And yeah. they're saying, oh, um, excuse me. And, and it was a bit like, tut, tut, like, yeah, well, if you can make it this year, it will be handy, you know. But now, listen, I, um, uh, cards on the table, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with James O'Brien, and uh, uh, I think he's a great broadcaster, and I haven't heard, I feel slightly uncomfortable 
kind of slagging him off on the, in anyway, this format. Well, but, but that's fine. But I, I, I would, I would be that surprises me to the point where I think maybe there was something else going on. Was it the, was it that what they were trying to say was nonsensical? Which because he's he's the master at destroying people with with poor arguments. Uh, for, if you want an example of that, go and listen to him interviewing Nigel Farage. Um, so without having heard that clip, Stephen, I I suspect there may have been something else going on. No, I know what you mean. It's just, um, but you see, the, see my point. There's like a, there's that narcissist where you, yeah, where yeah, you attack yeah. people of a faith, and you can be nasty because someone's got maybe a stammer or they're struggling to get their words out. Oh, I think J- James is really good at. at, at uh, James is, 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 I think, quite welcoming to people that um, are, of differing abilities of speech. So I suspect maybe they were talking... I, 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 without hearing it, I don't know. But the show we're going to do, Stephen, it's going to be proper... Thank you for calling. It's going to be proper mean. Um, I, I, and I don't quite know how I'm going to do it, but we can... If you want to phone in and talk about Islamic terrorists and how they're... You know, I, I, I'll have to be... Well, no, I don't have to be balanced. It's not the BBC. Look at Katie Hopkins and Julia Hartley. I don't need to be balanced. Oh, we could really go for it, couldn't we? We could really go for it. Couldn't we? Couldn't we? Dare we? I think we dare. This is Talk Radio. Late night conversation worth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Dear listener, dear listener, dear listener, there is only another 40 minutes or so of new and newish callers. Okay, then we're going to do, after midnight, it's straight to air. Um, And anyone can call in. Everyone's welcome to uh, call in. And I thought we'll only do it for two hours because maybe we've used up all the new and newish callers. Well, it turns out we haven't. But I say that, the next call we've got, Alex, is the, the last one we have lined up on the switchboard. So, if you're kind of thinking, oh, well, I want to, but I don't know what to say. You don't have to, you, honestly, just phone up. Just phone up. Get your um, get your voice on the radio. Do people still, um, when you phone up, do people still... Do you tape yourself on the radio? Because when I used to phone up radio stations in the 90s, um, I would, um, I'd tape myself. And I'd have um, compilations of, not particularly long compilations, I didn't do it a lot, I did it a bit. Um, I'd have tape recordings and I'd play them to people. um, uh, um, I, I would play them. To people, so to be Alex, are you recording this? I'm definitely not recording this. Okay, well, I suppose I suppose um, there's a with listen again and and listen online and the podcast and stuff like that. That that um that there are other ways of of listening to oneself back again. Alex, you've called in. Have we ever spoken before? Long time fan, medium time listener, oh. first time caller. Hey. I like that you've uh, you've um, messed around there with a, with a classic line, and I like what you've done with it, Alex. You've, you've made it. You've made it your own. I've kept you waiting for over half an hour. I do apologise. Um, that, that, that's um, well, it's 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 kind of rude of me, but uh, what, what can I do? Um, it was awesome. That that Steve. No offence to Stephen, but Steve was awesome. We were all gripped. Now, could you hear it? Because I'm wondering how much people can yeah. hear when they're on the phone. Okay, you could. Uh, yeah, it was it's interesting, booming. wasn't it? Yeah, it was. It was. It was. Um, 
it was really interesting that, and it does make you. Um, th- 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 I mean, we've got a guy called Manny who calls in. I don't know if you've heard him. He calls in. He, he followed me from when I was at working in Birmingham, and he went blind because of an industrial accident about four or five years ago. He was working in, a, I think, like a metalworks factory, and he got um, like bits of metal went in his eye. Little little um, shavings went in his eye, and um, he went blind. And it it it. I mean, God blimey, I, 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 wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to get out of bed every day if I I've got a blind. different theory. Go on. So um, money's awesome as well, but you know they say that your other uh, senses heighten, don't they? Yeah. Maybe they're all like, they've got mutant superpowers and they've got like uh, submarine oh, sonars in their hearing and all sorts. It, it, well, well and you, are you suggesting, Alex... That the um, um, blind and the hard of hearing are amassing a super secret army, <laughs> and the, the, the whole Muslim terrorist thing—that is just a smokescreen, uh, and that's the distractors. While the blind and the hard of hearing get together with their superpowers, and then they take over the world. And then maybe the the buzzing buttons underneath the yeah, traffic yeah. stops are communicating for there them. We there go. you go. There we go. I'm glad we've sorted that out. Well, the next time I see a blind or a hard-of-hearing person, well, they're certainly going to get short shrift from me. That'll learn them. So that's, Hang, that's on, a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Manny! Good evening. Yeah, mate, have you been listening to the show? Yeah. Have you been listening to all of the show? I've just switched on. Right, okay. so, you, so you've not been listening to the show. No, I don't know. Uh, right, Alex, would you yeah. tell you, Alex, you're about to help me kick a blind man um, off of uh, the radio. We know about your army, Manny. Yeah. We know about the army. Alex, tell him what the theme of the show is tonight, please. We're wondering if all your other... No, 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 that's not the theme. Of, oh. No, that's not the oh, theme of the show. New you, callers. It, new callers. It's new and newish callers, Manny. Are you a new caller? No, not really. Are you a newish caller? No, not really. Goodbye, Manny. Sorry, Manny. Sorry, Manny. I'm not sorry. I enjoyed that. I got a little bit of a, a power kick out of that, Alex. <laughs> that was awesome. Because because due, because of political correctness, we're not allowed to cut blind people off the off the air. Well, political correctness, up yours. If anyone else has a disability and they'd like me to uh, cut them off, 0344 499 1000, please. Anyway, Alex, go on, what have we got? We're going to bend the fourth wall. We're going to do what? We're going to bend the fourth wall. We're going to so bend tonight's it? All about, tonight's all about new callers. Yeah. It got me thinking. Yes. Do you remember your first ever radio broadcast? Uh, um, uh, do you remember, the, do you mean <clears throat> the first ever show I hosted or the first ever time I was actually on the radio doing a little link? When you had your first gig, first show, first broadcast. I do remember the first, f- I remember the first full show I ever presented, yes, because it was on, um, it was on Christmas Day. Christmas Day, that's 
jumping in at the deep end. Yeah, well, no, it's, it was a, this little station, and I'd been working there for three months uh, uh, doing roving reports in uh, uh, a black jeep. I was Ian in Black Thunder under the <sighs> name Ian McCartney. And I don't really remember the, the first one of those I did, but my boss said, I'm going to give you your big break, Ian. I'm going to give you your own show. And I was like, wow, that's fantastic. He said, yeah, it's Christmas Day, nine till one. Um, and, and I was thrown in at the deep end. I got literally the people that were doing the show before showed me how to run the desk and go to travel. And that was it. And I was in, but I, I worked it out. It was great. I worked it out while I was on air and I worked out how to make phone calls and how to record phone calls. And I did some terrible, um, prank calls, but I, I managed to, to work out how to record them and play them out. And I did it and it was awful. And I've got it on tape somewhere. Must have been bricking it about 30 seconds before. Uh, I, yeah, I was. And I was, I was bricking because we had to back count, which means we had to... They were really strict about ending the song just before you went to the news at the top of the hour. And I couldn't do the back counting. <laughs> I just couldn't do it. Um, so that I was nervous about that. And I was nervous about going to the... Because the news was taken from somewhere, you know, miles away. And so was the... Oh, it was... But, you know, yeah, yeah, I was nervous. And then about an hour into it, I was bored. Boring. <laughs> And you haven't looked back since. I've never looked. I've never looked <laughs> back. Why are you asking about my first ever show? It, no, it just got me thinking. You know, asking about first time callers and stuff, and I was wondering your first ever radio broadcast might have felt like the way we're all feeling when we're hanging on the phone line for the first time. Oh, I wonder if um, I might have a clip of it. Hang on a minute. Um... Let me have a little look. I might have a, a clip of it, because I used a clip of it in um, the, the live show that I did. Ian Horizon. Um, um, hang on a minute, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Because it's awful. It's, I'm, I'm not playing this as if to go, uh, I'm, a, I'm a radio genius. Um, oh, where is it? Hang on a minute. Uh, what was it called on my computer? Early days. Here we go. Here we go. Right. This isn't the. This is. This is a slight cheek. This isn't the first ever show. So I did a show on Christmas Day, and I did a show on Boxing Day. Right. Nineteen ninety-seven. Mm-hmm. So this is the show from Boxing Day. So this was the second show I ever did. Are you ready? This is awful, by the way. I mean, this is absolutely day in Milton Keynes and North Bucks. The temperature reaching a high of eight degrees Celsius. This is FM one hundred three Horizon. My name's Ian McCartney. Hello, how are you? You may normally know me as Ian. In you hear the news tone because I didn't know what fader the news was on. So the black thunder. But today they've given me a studio and it's going to be crazy. We've got some good stuff going on. Um, I want your best chat up lines, the best chat up lines you've ever used or you've ever been used on. You the numbers oh one nine oh eight twenty six ten thirty three. Later on, I'll be phoning up director inquiries and also you'll get to hear why this chap was shouting in a cinema. I love you, Jerry! I love you! <laughs> All that's coming up later on, but before that, we've got Coolio and Gangster Paris. <laughs> <laughs> that bit, the guy shouting, that was where I worked out how to re- pre-record phone calls and stuff, and that was that was uh, on Boxing Day, 1997. Um, hey, there's some good topics there. Yeah, there were some good topics there, wasn't there? <laughs> <laughs> on Boxing Day, 1997, it was um, the release... Of Spice World. And so that guy went to see Spice World. And I got him to shout out in the cinema, you know, like an idiot, you know. Uh, uh, and, um, yeah, so oh, I cringe with embarrassment every time I hear that. And I had to use the name Ian McCartney because my real name is Ian Rugby. And um, I was just starting to use the name Ian Lee as my showbiz name. But there was a woman 
who worked there called Helen Lee. She spelt it differently, but the, my boss said, you can't, you can't use, you can't both have the same surname. It'll confuse people. Uh, what? He said, yeah, it'll confuse people. So um, it, he gave me the name Ian McCartney. It's not as catchy, is it? It's not. It doesn't really. It was weird, weird time. I mean, I, did, I really didn't enjoy it. I was there for six months and then I quit. And the week that I quit, a fax came through from Channel 4 saying, we're looking for people to host a new show, a new late-night topical comedy show. And I, I pocketed that fax and um, I went on to fame and fortune as a direct result. And what show? Well, it was the Emily Clock show. Alex, I hope that... What's the show? That, yeah, you missed out You missed out the word. Uh, uh, thank you, Alex. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. I'm reminded, I'm reminded... Oh, I hate playing that out. God, that's embarrassing. Um, uh, I'm reminded of the amazing coincidence that happened today. You remember yesterday, we had Tony phoning in, and she was talking about Wild Bill. She said, you've got to watch... Wild Bill. It's directed by Dexter Fletcher. You've got to watch it up until the last frame. You've got to watch it. You've got, got to. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I might get round to watching it. You've got to watch it. This was yesterday. Well, today, I'm walking this walk from my voiceover to the car. I'm walking, and I look to my right. It's Dexter Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher's right next to me, walking parallel with me. Down the street, I'm thinking, flipping it, that's weird. What of, of all the people to see, to be walking next to, it's Dexter Fletcher. And um, and I got quite excited because, you know, it's Dexter Fletcher. And I thought I should really say something. But I was feeling a bit miserable. And also he was on the phone. Okay, He had the, his headphones in, he was on the phone. And I thought, what I'll do is I will, um, I will send a tweet... Atting him, and then if he wants to respond, he can, and if he doesn't want to respond, he doesn't have to. So I tweeted, I'm, um, after talking about Wild Bill last night, I'm now walking next to at Dex Fletch, right? And then we walked next to each other for a few minutes, and then he went off in one direction, I went off in another direction, and then 10 minutes later. I'm walking behind Dexter Fletcher again. How did that happen? How did that happen? And he was very, very... We, we didn't speak, but he, he saw my tweet. And he was very gracious on, on Twitter. And he, he said, Hey, I just saw some guy who looked like you walking beside me talking about some film. If I see him again, I'll say hello. Um... And then we got talking on Twitter. The long and short of it is Dexter Fletcher's coming on the show on Monday, which is excellent news. He may, hopefully he's coming in the studio, but if not, we'll have him on the phone and we can have a proper chat. And I've what I haven't seen all of Wild Bill, so don't. But I've seen most of it. It enough good. It is. It is, which is a relief. <laughs> which is a relief. I want to watch um, the Leith Sunshine in Leith on Leith uh, of the weekend. He did that as well, didn't he? It's the Proclaimers musical. Um. Uh, but enough good. So thank you for that, Tony. It's it's a cracking film. I've got another 20 minutes to go. Um, it's bleak. It reminds me a lot. It's not quite as bleak, but it reminds me of... Is it Dead Man's Shoes, the Paddy Considine um, film? Hang on a second. Tony, it's new and newish callers only. Oh. It's new and newish calls only. I'll call you at 12. Thank you. I've got to be strict. <laughs> There's no point in having rules if you're not going to stick to them. 
Um, it reminds me of that. It's not as bleak and as dark as that, but it's pretty bleak and it's pretty dark. It's a cracking film, though. Um, I thoroughly recommend it. Wild Bill. Um, and I just thought, what a strange coincidence of all the, of all the people in all the world to be walking next to him after we'd spoken about him. And, and he turns out he, he's a thoroughly, as I'd hoped he would be, and as I'd expected him to be, he's a thoroughly good egg with a decent sense of humour. And we've been sending each other erotic direct messages on, um, on Twitter. Um, cause, cause the stalking theme, of course, stalking is not erotic in any way whatsoever, but we were sending each other and I sent him a message saying, sorry for any typos, um, Dexter, but I am touching myself as I write to you. And he said, well, don't worry, I shall dress sexy when I, when I come in. So we've been flirting. Um, but it's, it's, it's a really good film. Anyway, uh, Richard, stay there. Come to you after this. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night, Ian Lee. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, here's an interesting email. If you want to email the show, I've got an email address here, but I, I've never logged into it. So, and I don't know what it is. And so I imagine it's chock a block full of a spam and emails from my boss saying, don't do that! So if you want to email me during the show, um, talkradio.co.uk is the place to go. And here's a, an email from Raymond. This, 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 <laughs> have you seen this? This is a great email. Worst takeaway? Chinese. What are you talking about? Although a lot of Chinese takeaways are a bit ropey. They are a little bit ropey. You've got you've to get a good Chinese um, restaurant. But that's, I mean, come on, you can't. Um, Richard. Hello. Hello, Richard. How are you? Um, uh, do you know what? I'm I'm all I'm all right. Got kind of a busy weekend with um, performance ring on Sunday. I've got I've got the kids in the day, and then when we're doing performance ring, so it's going to be a long old day for me. But I might go and see my friend Scott Balcony and his band are playing um, at the bandstand in Uxbridge tomorrow afternoon. So I might pop down and see them, which would be nice. And I might heckle them and throw um, uh, I might throw rocks at them. So, uh, so I'm good. How are you, Richard? I'm perfectly. I'm happy. I'm really interested. Start listening to your radio station. Thought they could be his first time callers. I thought I'd ring up. Hey, nice one, man. Have you been um, Have you been listening to talk radio for long? Um, about three months now. Okay, okay, okay. Can I ask it's... because the the advertising of the station has not been particularly good. How did you find out about us? I was flicking through me um, DAB and yeah. I found it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful! And who, have you listened to? Uh, who, who else have you listened to? Oh, everybody! This is the only station I willingly listen to now. Oh, really? It's speed dial number one. <laughs> what, where did? You, what were you listening to? Th- to quote Nick Ferrari, what were you listening to three months and one day ago? Then what was? What was your kind of um, usual station? It was basically local radio, Radio Derby, and right. other rubbish like that. <laughs> is um, isn't Bernie Clifton on Radio Derby? I have no idea. Oh, okay. I wasn't paying that much attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm, look, well, Richard, I'm I'm so glad um, you you've found us. Uh, may I may I recommend two shows I mentioned earlier? Bob Mills on a Sunday night, seven till ten, and after that, yeah. it, uh, you, uh, if you like this rubbish, um, 
you might like Howard Hughes, who does a, a show on Sunday night where he talks about ghosts and UFOs and things like that. Yeah, I've listened yeah, definitely. He's good, isn't he? Normally, normally picking um, babysitter up then. Yeah, say that again, uh, Richard. I'm normally picking the babysitter up. By oh, then. okay, okay. Yeah, he's 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 um he's uh, he's he's brilliant, um, Howard. We, I'm going to try and get him on the show before uh, before Christmas because he's always good value, Howard. Um, well, so have you not called into any of the other shows yet? No, this is the first one, hey. first time. I, I was going to ask you a question that was brought to my attention by Ash yesterday. I think it was. Yes, but being. I thought I'd ring you, being yeah. it's the first time caller, yeah. and you are my favourite. Ask me anything. Oh, Richard. Oh, Richard, I love you. Else. Ask me anything you want. <laughs> um, I was just wondering um, why there's no watershed on radio. Ash said it yesterday, and I just... It's, I'm confused. It's uh, yeah. It's a, I'm slightly confused. The way it's been explained. So that for those right, for those who don't know, the watershed on television. Um, it, and I did know why it was called watershed, and I can't think why. But the watershed on television is at nine o'clock, and it means before nine o'clock, it's supposed to be acceptable for families, and so that means that there shouldn't be any bad language or excessive violence or sex. And after nine o'clock, um, it, 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 it's not quite anything goes. But after nine o'clock, you're allowed swears and sex and violence, and then after ten, and we don't have that on radio. Now, the way it was explained to me, Richard, is that radio is more accessible to... Are you riding a horse? No. What's um, that clip-clop? I got my window wipers and me indicator. Oh, OK, right, fair enough. <laughs> uh, radio is more accessible to children, so there could be, in theory, um, kids listening to this in their bedrooms. Now, it, uh, so, uh. So, so kids can be listening at any time. Now, I think that that argument is slightly outdated, and as much as kids can watch anything, you know, kids have got TVs in their room, kids can yeah. watch Sky in their room, and kids can also watch TV on their phones as well, you know. So, so TV, I think, is just as accessible. Um, uh, 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 in, in fact, it will be easier for a kid to watch TV than it would be to listen to the radio these days in their um, bed. Oh, we've got kids coming on. Oh, flipping neck. All right, good. All right. Um, so, so, so that's why, and I quite, I've been a little bit lazy on talk radio and I've sworn a little bit more than I ever have done because we're allowed to. And, um, do you know what? I'm, I'm going to make a conscious effort to rein that in because I don't really like, I don't like swearing on the radio and I've, I, 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 it's a bit lazy of me to do it. I'm better than that, Richard. So I'm going to try and rein it in a bit. Uh, I've noticed you say the odd little word, but you've not said anything. Well, I, I say the S. I've said the S, S word a few times, and, and just because Andy Goldstein said that we could get away with it here, um, but I'm going to try and um, I'm going to. Okay, I'm going to. Uh, here we go. Here we go, guys. I'm going to um, step away from the swears on airs. No swears on airs is going to be my slogan. That's what we're going to do. There we go. I, I hope that answers your question, Richard. Aww. But that, I, I don't. I don't have a. That, that's the best answer I've got. Oh, I've got a better slogan for you than that. Yeah, go on. Talk radio. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten it now. I there we go, I like it. it. No, that'll do. Talk radio. <laughs> oh, I've forgotten it now. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. After midnight, we'll take calls straight to air, and anyone can call in, guys. Um, Max is on the line. Evening, Max. Hello. 
Hey, Max, how you doing? Hang on a minute. Hang, hang on a minute, Max. Are you a new caller? Newish. Tell your dad. Tell your dad to button it. I'm talking to you, sunshine. Button <laughs> it. Oh, button it, dad. How many times have you called me, Max? Uh, three. Is this number three or number four? Three. I think it's number four. I can hear what you're saying, Dad. Seriously, tell you if you if here's the thing, Max. If I hear your dad say one more thing, I'm going to cut you off, and I would do that. How old are you, Max? Seven. It's it's not Dad. It's whispering. It's always sprinkles. The whispering ghost. Okay. Well, if I hear the whispering ghost one more time, I will cut you off. Okay. I will cut a seven-year-old off. I've cut a blind man off. I'll cut a seven-year-old off. Okay. I'll do it. So no more whispering ghost. Okay. Okay. Thank you. No more whispering ghost, okay, whispering ghost? Okay. I was talking to the whispering ghost. <laughs> Yay. Uh, <laughs> Max, are you feeling Christmassy? Yeah. Yeah? Uh, uh, have you done uh, a Christmas show at school? Yeah, we've already done the whole thing. All right, mate, calm down. What What were you in it? Uh, we weren't in it. Year four was forming. Oh, so you weren't it? Hang on a minute. So you didn't get to do a Christmas show? What? You didn't we get... We were just singing. We were singing. What do you mean, Whoa, hey, just singing. There's no small parts in the theatre. There's just small people. I think that's the phrase. Um, what did... Well, what... I was just singing. What did you... We what... thought we were doing the show. All right, all right. But singing can be part of a show. Yeah, it can. <laughs> what, what song did you sing? Um, it... Cause I don't really know what... I was singing. You don't know what you were singing? You're you're a bit like um, Iggy Pop in that respect. Yeah. Uh, but well, did it go well? Yeah, it did. Can I ask, do you get nervous before singing in front of people and doing shows and things? No. No, because my boys get a little bit nervous, and I was wondering um, what you did that made it so that you weren't nervous. Why did I get nervous? You didn't get nervous. You no, didn't... why do they get nervous? Why do they get nervous? Um... They just get a little bit nervous, the thought that there are going to be lots of adults that they yeah. don't know coming to see them. Mm-hmm. Oh. So what, what, do, do you, you don't do anything special to warm up? Uh, no. Mm. Um, you looking forward to Christmas? Yeah. What are you, what are you hoping? what I get. What? On Friday. Um, a, a thick ear? No. A poke in the eye with a sharp stick? No. A slap in the, in the belly with a wet fish? No! I don't know, then. I get to wear my own clothes and the Christmas jumper for the whole day of Friday at school. Hey, this is awesome. Next Friday. What, what do they call that day at school? I don't know. Because they used to call it, in my school, they called it a Mufty Day. Mufty Day? Mufty Day. That is weird. I think it's an army thing. I think, um... It comes. It's a military thing, but yeah, we used to call it a mufty day. Sometimes they call it a dress down day, or a Christmas jumper day. Yeah, that'd be cool. What, so, what? What? Uh, describe your Christmas jumper to me, Max. Uh, it says. It says. Yeah. Uh. Uh-uh. Santa loves on it. On, on it, it says, my jumper smells musty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
That's very funny. And then, on, and then on the other side, yeah. it says Santa loves this kid. Do you know, do you get the joke about why it smells musty? <laughs> and it has a picture yeah. of a dead reindeer. Oh, flipping heck. Max, that's outrageous. Um, <laughs> what are... Run over by, and the reindeer was run over by a sleigh. Gosh, you, you are horrible. <laughs> what are you hoping Father Christmas is going to bring you this year? <laughs> You sick child. (laughs) (laughs) And Santa was drunk. Right, Okay. What are you hoping that Father Christmas is going to bring you this year? Um... (laughs) Are you drunk, Max? No. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Okay. Lego Manalian Vulcan. Say that again. Lego Manelium Vulcan. That's how my that's how my boys say it. They say the Manelium Falcon. It's good. We've got we've got the Lego. And a remote control drone. Okay. Oh, drone. Yeah, drones are in, aren't they? We've got the Lego Manelium Falcon. Yeah, also, not... a bottle of sherry. Right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to cut you off now, Max. Why? There we go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> he was good, wasn't he? Best call of the night, you slackers. The best call of the night. Julian. Hello, Ian. Hey, Julian. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. Um, I called in uh, to take advantage of the new and newish callers thing without that much to say. Beautiful. That's, that's, about, uh, that's perfect. We invite we invite people on and, and they don't actually have to have anything to say. It's the act of doing it that is uh, important. Yeah. Um, your last caller did um, make me remember something. I was having a conversation with colleagues the other day about um, the word musty day. Yeah. And a lot of people had never heard this word before. And just me and one other um, person said that at school that's what it was called. And I then looked it up. Mm. Um, and it, it is a slightly, I think, maybe politically incorrect term because it relates to oh. a, a mufti, which I think is an Arab leader. Oh. And it was thought that they didn't dress very smartly oh. or formally. Is that right? Um, is it, so, but, so that would be a military yeah, it could thing. Be. It would it have could, military could well connotations. Be, yeah. yeah, it could well be. Oh, gosh, um, it's, it, don't tell me it's racist to call it Mufti Day now. Oh, I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't know, but it seems to me that maybe that's why it's gone out of fashion, because it does seem to have gone out of fashion. I, um, I mean, it was Mufti Day at my school, and I know a lot of people of my age, it, it kind of splits down the middle as to, to you know, mm. when it was called Mufti Day at their school, whether it was Mufti Day or whether it was just like a dress-down Friday. Mm. Um, but we came across a school recently. Someone, a friend of ours, their kids were at a school, and they they had a Mufti Day. So yeah. I, I think oh. it still happens in some uh, uh, racially charged <laughs> environments. Yeah, no, it's really weird. But we don't like the Arabs now, do we? Do we like the <laughs> Arabs or don't we? I'm so confused by the toing and froing of um, Boris Johnson. Who'd have, who'd have ever thought I'd have agreed with Boris Johnson? I mean, but he, he's backtracked now. After slagging off the Arabs, he's backtracked and, and says that um, he likes the Arabs. Yeah, well, no. who could have predicted any of these things? <laughs> it's, um, it, it, it's a strange old time that we live in. How much was it at your school to um, to, to go in Mufti? I was just thinking about that, the um, charity thing. I, I, do, I honestly can't remember. 50p. Um, I wonder... 50p in our school. Yeah, I reckon it'd be more now. We did a terrible... 
I mean, terrible thing, right? There was this kid, right, who we kind of teased a lot. He was a good lad, but we teased him a lot, right? Ooh. And to come in on Mufti, I remember this with Mr. Pugh's class, right? To come in on Mufti Day, you had to pay your 50p. And Ooh. he didn't pay his 50p, so he came in. Oh, this is awful. He came into school in his school uniform, right? So he's the only yeah. one in school uniform, so he's going to get teased yeah. anyway. But he was wearing trainers, now, trainers are not part of the school uniform, yeah. right? And he hadn't paid his 50p. So we went, sir, 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 <laughs> yeah, sir, um, Mahinda's not paid his money. And then Mr. P went, yeah, that's, that's all right, you know, he's, he's wearing his school uniform. Uh, yeah, but sir, sir, he's got trainers on and um, that's not school uniform. He should be wearing black shoes. Um, fair play to Mr. P. He went, Mahinda, uh, would you like to pay the 50p? And he went, no, he went, well, you'll have to go home at lunchtime and get your school shoes on. <laughs> and he did! Oh, isn't that wicked? Isn't that oh, wicked? That awful, cool. awful, awful children we were. Terrible, terrible people. Yeah, those things happened at school. Yes. Um, I was also going to say that um, I really enjoyed your show not that long ago. Hang on about... a minute. You said you had nothing to talk about. and we're, 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 chew- we're chewing a lot of fat here, which is great. It's not a criticism. I'm just saying <laughs> we're chewing a lot of fat. Well, this was my little um, piece of fat, and um, <laughs> the musty thing just added some, something else to the mix. A little bit of seasoning to the fat, yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, you did a show about um, loneliness, and when I saw that podcast come up, because I listened on the podcast, I yeah. wasn't sure what it would be about, um, but actually it was something I've been thinking about a lot, which is this thing of feeling lonely despite being around a lot of people. Um, and that was really, really sort of refreshing thing to hear. Um, on the radio. Yeah, thank you. I I really struggled with do, with with talking about uh, uh, that, and I felt really embarrassed mm. talking about it, and I felt yeah. stupid afterwards. Mm. I felt really stupid. But I've had so many um, people, mainly gentlemen, and mainly gentlemen mm. of a similar age to me, but not exclusively, mm-hmm. um, who have emailed me or come up to me when they see me at events and said, "I just wanted to say I, I totally got what you were saying." Mm. Um, in that episode and i i do think that that loneliness you know we we always associate it with old people but i do think that it's um it, it's a problem problem it, it's an issue for for a lot of people and it just never it never gets mentioned so i i, I appreciate mm. you that, that um you sharing with me that, that that there was some form of connection julian so thank you yeah, definitely. I, I think it's a particularly difficult thing for people to talk about, um, even more than other sort of problems that might be going on for people, yeah. because it's sort of more abstract than saying, oh, you know, I'm suffering from addiction or whatever it is. But Yeah, it, it, you're yeah. right. It's, 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 it, it, and boy, haven't we come a long way that, that, mm. that, that, that it's, it's okay if people say I'm suffering from depression, and I don't just mean I feel a bit sad. I mean, I can't get out of bed. I, I, but and it's great that we can say that but you're 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 right it it, it, it seems you're right it is more abstract to say i feel lonely because that that what does that mean exactly um yeah um it's something we'll go back to you know because it's an ongoing problem for me you know so maybe we'll we'll go back to it at some point well good to hear um yeah and uh that's it, really. Nice, I, I wanted to say hello. and um, Nice fat-chewing, Julian. Excellent fat-chewing work. And I'll speak to you again soon. Thank you very much. <laughs> or maybe we won't speak again. And that's fine. Because quite often, what happens with the the new and newish caller nights is that occasionally we'll get a couple of new 
No, we're, we're, yeah, we'll get a couple of new regular callers out of it, which is great. And then some of the people never speak to them again. Never speak to them again. They just pop up and then they disappear. Uh, and that's great as well. It's all great. Um, this is probably the last call we'll take um, before midnight. Nigel. Hello, Ian. Hey, Nigel. How are you doing? We've never spoken before at all, have we? We haven't. We sp- I spoke to you in person when I came to Film Ring, but no, I've never rung up before. Remind me, because um, uh, a lot of people came up to me at Film Ring, and it was all a bit... Uh, what, what, did, what did we talk Did we talk we- about anything? No, we didn't really have a chat. I was sat in the front row and, and um, we just had a quick chat about you'd you'd made a Terminator joke on um, your Channel Five program the day before. Oh, did I? I don't I don't remember. Uh, had I made a Terminator joke? You were wearing some VR glasses. I think. Oh, <laughs> I do remember. Yeah, and I made a Terminator joke that I thought would have had them rolling in the aisles. I miss Sarah Connors, um, and and just met with stony silence. It, yeah, it didn't seem to go down well. I thought it was funny. Oh uh, yeah, no, it was a it was a good gag. That it was a good. Uh, yeah, that was it. I remember we we bonded because you. you I, I like it when people get the uh, high frequency, not necessarily particularly funny jokes that I uh, that I do. It was a good night film ring, wasn't it? It was very good. Are you planning to do another one? I don't think we're going to do another film ring unless some exceptional circumstances present themselves. Just because it was. It was so perfect with the, 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 the Kung Fu Elliot film to show, having the director on Skype and then having the, the secret guests of um, um, uh, uh, Blake and um, Elliot, you know, having the secret guests. It all just seemed to work perfectly. So you, you couldn't you couldn't really have planned it any better. No. So we might uh, listen. Never say never. If something astounding comes our way, then maybe. Um, I did have another idea for film ring actually, where we'd we'd have three people in who've made short films and we'd show their short films and do a Q and A. So maybe, but we're doing a, we're doing performance ring and then that's going to go on hold for a bit while me and Kath go down the rabbit hole and do something with that. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Um, so we'll we'll, we'll 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 see what happens. What have you got for us, Nigel? Or maybe you haven't got anything. That's all good as well. Oh. I've, I've written a list of, of nine points that I wanted to go through. <laughs> oh, I do love that. I do love that. Um, no, I suppose I'm a, I'm a long-time listener, so I used to listen to you when you were back on LBC. Yeah. Um, with Agent Chris and Lady Alex. Yeah, you're Lady And Alex. I used to... I used to... Um, I think I missed you when you went to Absolute. I used to I podcast you a lot, so yeah. I've still got some of the old LBC podcasts. All the Absolute um, podcasts are up as well, I think. They're available somewhere. Oh, right. Yeah, they're available somewhere. There's some good stuff in there. It's a bit... Yeah, it got a bit samey after a while, but there's some good bits and pieces in there. Yeah, yeah. But this, so, is, um, this, is, this is the one, I think. This is, this is the one. This is where I'd like to g- grow old and die. It's, it's very different, and it's, and it's interesting, as you say, that you're not giving out topics for people to call in about. And whereas I used to listen to you on LBC and I still, I haven't got DAB in the car, so I'll listen to bits of LBC when I'm driving around. Yeah. Um, but it, it is getting a bit samey. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, but it's, and it's working for them. You know, they're getting the biggest listening figures they've ever had, which leaves me scratching my head and wondering if I'm doing the right thing, you know, because they got figures I could only ever dream of. But, um, it, 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 for the most part, it's very tedious and very mean. But saying that, Nigel, we're doing a mean show on Monday. Oh. 
So if you if you're angry about anything, then Monday is the place. No, I've got to go because we're at the top of the hour. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for coming to uh, Film Ring. And, and um, yeah, you hear me mentioning other radio stations I worked at. They're all available to download online somewhere. If you if you follow me on Twitter, I'll occasionally I tweet a link. Right. Don't call in for the next few minutes. We'll do call straight to air after midnight. And everybody is welcome. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Isn't it though? Tis. Oh, that last bit gave me goosebumps. That's the Beach Boys. Imagine. That's from um, the album Smile that they um, uh, recorded in 1967 and released in 2012. <laughs> and I don't think that. I don't think that's called Our Prayer. And I don't think that got released. Some of the tracks got released over the years. And I don't think that one got release that's not on smiley smile is it is it someone someone who knows the beach boys better than me the beach boys have been coming up a lot on my ipod shuffle and um i pity the fool that doesn't like the beach boys imagine not liking that i particularly like the acapella bits that you um, have introduced me to over the years which bit the hey little tomboy no mm, <laughs> no maybe not sexy. that not that one uh. the uh, oh uh, the, 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 the this whole world that one that one that, is, one, that um, one does it is uh, nice i've got my um cause i've got more beach boys anyway, I've got, maybe we'll play a couple of little bits meanwhile she's been keen she's been desperate good evening tony Hello, Ian. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Oh, I've left my iPod in the car. Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Tony. How are you? Oh, God. Uh I'm so excited. Why? What's what's happened? Because of the whole Dexter Fletcher thing. Dexter Fletcher? I know this was you that we were talking about, Dexter Fletcher. And um, can you believe I saw him twice in town today? That is really odd. I mean, things like that, I'll be honest, things like that happen to me all the time. I'm a bit wow. spooky like that, but... Did a little yeah, bit that, of your um, spookiness rub off on me? Well, I'm not saying that, but, okay. yeah, oh, it's, it's, oh. it's... Is that serendipity? Is it serendipity? That, um, but I, I saw him, and, I, I, and he looked he looked just like Dexter Fletcher. It was the weirdest... Thing. I know, he really is. And I, I, it, you know, normally I just think, oh, it's Dexter Fletcher. But the fact that we've been talking about him, not 24 hours before, did strike me as... as a, and uh, have you followed our conversation on Twitter, Tony? Um, yes, I have. Yeah. And um, 
I didn't know. The thing is, you said about watching the film at the weekend. Yeah. And you... And I was going to say to you, oh, my God. But I didn't know how to ask it privately, because obviously right. we can't do you that. You can ask, me, ask it privately um, now. I was going to say, oh, my God. What if you don't like the film? I know. That's but what I was thinking. That's what I was thinking. What if I... Well, oh, hey, I think he's a really By interesting... Way, he's I, an... I, 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 yes? I, I wouldn't watch um, Sunshine on Leafs by the end of the weekend. Oh, no, I, I know that got good reviews. I like the look of that. Okay. Thank you, Tony. Oh, yeah. I'll be the judge of what films I'm going to watch and what films I won't. Okay, I'm really sorry. Um, yeah, but anyway, back to World Bill. Hello, can, hello. Is this, are we, is this a, <laughs> look, you're worse than Ken. Um, oh, it, it, uh, I completely forgot what I was going to say now. We were talking about Wild Bill. Yes. I oh, know, I've forgotten. I've forgotten what I was going to say. But you carry on. No, so, um, <laughs> sorry, it's just, you know, I was so excited, yes. and I've had to wait until 12 yeah, to speak to about it. Um, but he's, anyway, he seems delightful, and we've been having a good old chat on Twitter, and we've had a little private chat on Twitter. I now have Dexter Fletcher's phone number. Who'd have thought wow. such things could be possible? Um, and I'm enjoying the film. I've not seen the last 20 minutes, so don't, I've just seen the bit where he goes in the, the, okay. the boozer for the big showdown, so don't tell me what happens. Um, but it's but good. Did you, did you enjoy the, sorry. I'm really sorry. I've got ADHD, I think I told you that before. I tend to interrupt. I'm really sorry. Carry on. No, I'm, I'm waiting for you to speak. Okay, I was going to say, did you enjoy the um, aeroplane scene? Yeah, that was good, that bit. That bit was, was brilliant. They're throwing paper aeroplanes off the top of this building. And then there's a really good shot of um, this paper aeroplane just going for miles. It sounds, you know, a bit, as, as we'd say when we were kids, sounds a bit bent, but it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> the one bit I didn't like was seeing Hardeep Singh Kohli in his pants. Oh, you showed me that. Yeah. I never need to see oh, that I didn't again. like that bit. That's right at the beginning. I don't remember that, though. Although, I have seen his pants before, because he tends to low-rise. Yeah. When Ooh, is Private Eye coming out? Uh, it went out on Friday. Uh, uh, Wednesday. OK, well, I need to have a look. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's good. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying it. And also, here's the thing. Even if I didn't like the film, um, I, I bet Dexter's going to say I bet Dexter Fletcher's fascinating. It's that thing of going from being a child actor... Mm-hmm to being a grown-up actor, to then making the transition to directing movies. And directing uh, 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 directing successful movies and, and progressively bigger movies. Did he direct the um, um, Eddie the Eagle Edwards film? He did, yeah. He did, didn't I? Didn't, I didn't know this until I was, was doing a little bit of reading up on him when, after I'd, I'd gone to it. He directed that. So, uh, the film I don't particularly want to see, but, you know, he's having a successful career directing movies with the tra- tra- trajectory going in the right direction. Who would have thought it? Spike from Press Gang. Yeah, yeah. Which was a massive thing for me, that. That, that was like the first grown-up thing kind of semi-grown-up yeah. thing I watched. And of course, we all thought he was American. Yeah. And and it turns out he's not, you know. Um, but I just think it's a fascinating career. I always find people that have started off in show business young um, and, and, and managed to sustain a career in show business. And stay sane. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I bet he's a really d- decent bloke. I've got that from watching a film and our conversation on Twitter, but I bet he's just a really decent bloke. So you know, he's Monday, hopefully, Tony. Hopefully Monday. Okay. He's going to finalise it with me over the weekend. Can I ask you about one more scene? In yeah, of course. Film? Yes. I don't know if you've got to it yet. There's a scene where they're all in the flat. Eating the Chinese? No, no, not that scene. It's the, the darker side. The, right, um... well, hang on. No, don't tell me. No, 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 no
<laughs> so don't don't start playing that game. Don't start playing that game for crying out loud. Um, because um, yeah, thank you, Tony. So calls straight to air between now and one o'clock, and we we kind of do this uh, this time every Friday just because it's nice. At the end of a, a week, we made another week, guys. Congratulations, high fives all around. If there's someone with you, pat them on the back because not everyone made it this week. Greg Lake didn't make it this week. Um, the the uh, Christmas song he did came on in uh, when I was in Costa when I was with my youngest and I I got tears in my eyes. Of course I wasn't crying for Greg Lake because Greg Lake, if I'm honest, had very little impact on my life. But you know we it, it, we, we cry for other things, don't well, we? Well, yeah, and that song is our childhood, isn't it? Well, well, my, my now t- that's what I call uh, mu- music my, tapes. It's my teens, I think, wasn't it? When was that? When was that song? Oh God, that's been Christmas forever for me. Um, it's just what I was thinking, right? Forget the Dean Martin and the, the, the Frank Sinatra Christmas songs, right? Okay. All the Christmas songs that have been Christmas forever haven't been Christmas for that long, no. really. You know, Paul McCartney, Wonderful Christmas Time, what was that, 78? Something like that. Oh, oh my iPod's in the That's car. my forever, anyway. The, 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 the John and Yoko one is like 73 or something. I found a really good on my iPod Shuffle. I wonder. If, I don't think I've got it on this computer. A really nice John Lennon thing came up that I'd never ever heard before. I wonder if it was on YouTube. And it was. It was um, John Lennon. Oh, vocal. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Um, woman. Um, no. No. No, no. I'll have to. It was John Lennon singing um, the the l- vocal to a "Woman." Which is not one of his greatest songs, but it's a nice song. But it's um, it's obviously early on in the recording sessions, and the you, the the, vo- the instruments are in the background, and you hear him going, "Okay, right, let's go for it." Right, okay, and then he sings it, and then he muffs it up halfway through, and it's just so. Uh... It was just so charming. I don't know how I've got it on my on my iPod. It must be a bootleg. Hmm. Must be a bootleg. It's delightful. Sorry, you're going to say something. No, we were talking about you know old fashioned Christmas songs yes. and stuff. My kids have discovered my uh, Papini sisters Christmas oh, yeah. song. Oh yeah. And I know this because I've been able to lie in this week because my husband's off and uh, he's been getting up with the girls. But they're heavy on the double bass, those girls. So yeah, <laughs> every morning I kind of wake up the boom, boom. But the girls really love it yeah. because of Strictly Come Dancing because it's that kind of music. So they'll oh, be okay. gallivanting around the living room They got it. huge, didn't they, the Papini sisters? So I interviewed them on another radio station years ago when they were sort of bubbling under. Then the next thing I knew, and they were all absolutely lovely. And then the next thing I knew, they were doing a record with Bette Midler. Yeah, I think they split up. But I think I, someone left and someone else joined. I got then, chatting to them. It's how, how long ago? Yeah, because I was an early adopter on MySpace. MySpace, yeah. I used to talk to Marcella on my on MySpace. I think that's maybe how we got them on the show. They were brilliant. They were really accessible. Her husband used to manage them, didn't she? I don't didn't know. he? I don't know. And details. Steph, I've spoken to as well, the redheaded girl. Yes. But the blonde-haired girl was local to our old station. Okay. We never got hold of her. Um, she probably heard it. They were good. They were, they could come in and just do it. You go, go on, give us a song, and they go. Uh, yeah, and they'd be in because they were proper turns, weren't they? Yeah, proper turns. I was really pleased when I saw them with with Bet Mid. I wonder where they are now. Uh, line one, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Is that me? Uh, hello, line one. That's you. Is this Ian? 
Yes, it's Ian. That's it's the question. Here. That's the question we need to be asking ourselves. Is it really Ian? It is I. One day I'm going to get someone to come in and do the show and pretend they're going to pretend they're me. We'll see, I bet some people wouldn't even notice. Mm, Ken wouldn't. Yeah, Ken wouldn't. Nigel notice. wouldn't. Uh, uh, Alan might. People who don't listen to the show but phone the show <laughs> constantly, <laughs> regularly. Um, anyway, Craig, what you got? Well, I caught up on yesterday's show today, and you were talking about old computer games. Yep. Did you ever play Hurdy Gurdy on the PS2? Mm, no. It's a weird game. I, I was, it's my ultimate game. I love it. It's you basically you've got to herd different creatures, <laughs> and you you've got a flute, and then you get other instruments. Do you remember the song? Do you remember um, remember Neil from the Young Ones? Yeah. Neil from the Young Ones made an album called Neil's Heavy Concept Album. Did that have Hole in My Shoe? On yeah. It? Mm-hmm. And it was absolutely brilliant. I mean, it was hilarious. You know, it was funny songs. Um, and then it was him having a bad trip. And it was, oh, it was hilarious. And I never forget, and I got this when I was about 15. And I remember just playing it again and again. And it was the funniest, funniest record. And it had a song that went, Hurdy gurdy mushroom man has locked me in his frying pan. Don't want to get out of bed today because there's bad karma in the UK. And it was just... Um, How relevant. How prescient. It was so... It was just such a delightful, delightful, funny, naughty record. Kids these days are missing the comedy rude record that you have to hide under... It was, oh, my dad got it for me. But the kind of thing you'd have to hide under your bed when you, and you had to play it with the headphones on so your parents couldn't... For me, the one I had to play with my headphones on was... And we've mentioned these before. Are... Um... um Oh, what's the name of the band? The, the album was back in the DSSR. DSSH. Um, Shy Horses. No. Oh. F and L, it's Fred Titmus. Um, oh, we're always... Oh, Half... Half Man, Half, half, man, half biscuit. biscuit. Half Man, Half Biscuit. Yes, that's one I had to listen to with headphones on. I remember just just my sides aching with laughter at 99% of gargoyles looked like Bob Todd. <laughs> um, and everyone's doing the Len Ganley stance. Anyway, Craig, so you enjoyed Hurdy Gurdy, did you? Was it a bit like Pic- yeah. Pikmin? Do you remember Pikmin? Oh, I love Pikmin as well. That's, a, that's another herding game, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, similar story. You like herding yeah. games, yeah. I'm, I'm getting from you, Craig. Yeah, they're like, it's the most relaxing type of game, you know, when you want to <laughs> Tidying <laughs> up <laughs> is what it is, effectively. Herding. Herding games. Yeah, you know, and in the herdy-gurdy game, there was these, like, pink bear things that would eat the things you were herding if you weren't quick enough or you didn't do it properly. We used to spend hours and hours just playing it, relaxing. It was excellent. Do you know the best thing about that game? What's that? It's how you say it with your Welsh accent. Hurdy gurdy. Hurdy Who's this guy? Roscoe. Hang on a minute. Roscoe. Roscoe on Twitter. Oh, he says, Hold the effing phone. I return from ages abroad and you have a late night show again. What's the frequency? Um, well, we've well, also got digital radio now as yeah. well. I don't know if you've heard. God, where have you been, Roscoe? You've been away for a long He's not. He can't hear us. He doesn't know. Wh- We're talking to the void. Yeah. So. Um, it's not sparing things a bit weird. The what? This not swearing thing. Well, well, you're just you're just making us think it. Well, I'm not. Well, I can't say. He, he's using the f bomb. I, I certainly couldn't say the f bomb. Yeah. He yeah, is. Like, I've yeah. always thought that that we don't. We can't say the c word. But by saying the c word, you're now thinking. You're seeing it in big neon letters in your head. The c That's word. It. 
when you when you see WTF, you can't just say WTF. I well, no, you've got you've got to go. The, well, you've got to go the, the what whole, the flip? Yeah, exactly. Craig, thank you. You're a very naughty man. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Uh, Roscoe can hear us. Oh, um, but he wants to know if he can listen in his car. Uh, get a DAB radio, or you can get um, like adapters for your car, so you don't have to get the full DAB kit installed. Oh, you might be able to Bluetooth your phone through your car. Well, then, then that's that's data heavy. I wouldn't do that. Well, I wouldn't do that. Roscoe. You can stick a lead in it. That's that what I do is as well. Very, very data you can, heavy. You can stick a lead in your phone into your car. Well, it's still it's still data. You're still having to stream. That is date. That is data heavy. Who knows? Maybe he's got a very generous um, package with his uh, mobile phone provider. We don't know. Let's hope so, Roscoe. I really hope so. For good the, luck, the love of all that is holy. Um, but thank you. I'm glad you've uh, found us. Gosh, what, what a lovely surprise that must be when you're a fan of someone. Um, it'd be like if I went away for a bit and I came back and turned on the radio. Oh, flipping out, Tommy Boyd's yeah. on. You know, and that'd be delightful. He's not, by the way. Yet. Yet. Oh, three, four, we're working on it. Oh, three, I had a very mysterious conversation with him a couple of weeks ago, and um, at some point. Calls straight to air for the last hour of the show. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. We don't call you back. Line six, you're on the wireless. Oh, good evening, boss. You all right? Good evening, line six. Oh, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. What you got for us? Uh, well, I was uh, going to say, I can't believe you think uh, if you got somebody else in to do the show, we, we, we wouldn't notice. Well, I, th- th- I mean, the, the anoraks, like you guys would notice, but there would be, there would be the casual listener would go, oh, Ian's sounding good tonight. He's upped his game a bit. Any posh, though? Yeah. Didn't know he's from India. You know, it'd be that kind of... But I, I, I seriously think that... Um, that a lot of people wouldn't know, wouldn't know, wouldn't know the difference. As long as he kept saying, "This is Ian Lee." Hello, this is Ian Lee on Dog Radio. Don't do the no. Voice. Um, then uh, I think I think most people would just would just dig it and get on with it. You, you should do that for a laugh. Obviously, not with Catherine because that'd be too obvious. But you should do that for a laugh in uh, January. I'm, I'm going to do it. I've said I'm going to do it. No, so, so that's all right then. Yeah. Uh, there's something else I was going to uh, ask you about, but it's completely gone. Uh, oh. I was going to say that I've uh, made vegan cheese tonight. I made it and ate it. I thought there was something different about him. Yeah, I'm not listening to that filth. Vegan cheese. Well, what would that be that made out of then? Human products. Well, is it semen? I hope not. Semen cheese. Cheeman. Heeman. Could you make cheese out of semen? No, I don't suppose it Not is. a lot. Um, what would vegan... What is, what is vegan cheese, It would be then? with some sort of um, milk substitute, surely. Well, OK, what like milk... Like with your almond milk. But you need the fat, don't you, to make the cheese. Mm, so what's a sort of fatty milk substitute? Se- back to semen. Wow. Jeez, he, he's sick, isn't he? Flipping it. Fancy ringing up and telling everyone I've that. made cheese out of m- my own semen. No, actually, if I, no. Sorry, I've misquoted I know what him. You call it. He'd made it out of someone else's knob cheese. No, unbelievable, unbelievable, Catherine. Is that really what we've? Um... Let me write it down. I've got to. I've got to get it out, but I can't say it. Kath is writing a rude joke. Cheese. Where's my cheese? 
You wouldn't call it that. That's just you being. That's just you showing off, mate. That's what they called on the Apprentice. They put a double I in it, and it would be she's. No, you just you're just showing off, mate. That's all that is. I didn't start this. Don't blame me. It was line six. Yeah. So everybody is obsessed um, with the fact that Mick Jagger's penis is still working. Imagine that face bearing down and oh, 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 oh. that's David Bowie. Oh yeah, I'm David Bowie. I'm having, I'm about to achieve an orgasm. Don't too soon. I'm David. I'm David Bowie. It's too soon. I want to make love to you. Sweet love. I was making love to you. I said, I'm David Bowie. I'm David Bowie. I'm I'm David. I'm David Bowie. Gosh, I didn't realise you'd had an encounter with the great man. Yes. Well, in the seventies, of course, he did famously swing both ways. Um, oh, well, Mick Jagger. Oh, oh, oh Mick Jagger. I'll put my. It'd be a lot like doing it with Doc Cotton. Yeah. Oh, imagine Mick Jagger and Doc Cotton doing having sex. Well, that It'll would be, be something of... like this. Oh, 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 oh I'm sorry. Oh my dear. Oh, a bit of brown sugar. Oh no, that sounded. I didn't mean that. Whoa! To sound. I didn't mean that to sound. Whoa! Didn't mean that to retract. Yeah, I didn't mean that to. Didn't well, mean that at all. Gosh, I was trying to think of a stone song, and that was the only one I could think of. And it turned it out. Turned out it was. Um, Went horribly it made wrong. It filthy. But so he's. Um, well, her name is June Brown. So let's just let's just stop there. I, when I'm the one being the arbiter of taste, then um, <laughs> we're in trouble. Oh look, there's a picture. There's a picture of where he put it. <laughs> there is as well. There's actually a picture. Of where he put it. The only thing missing is that the Daily Star. That's the Sun. It's okay, the Britain's the, greatest newspaper. The only thing missing is a nice, helpful arrow. Um, they they, they should have done to, top five Rolling Stone songs. Mick Jagger could have sung whilst um, making baby. Um, okay, let's let's see. We go. Um, Brown sugar. We'll put that in. Um, um, what other songs did the Rolling Stones do? Mm. Um, Woman it turns out that's really it's a really hard thing to do. Um, start me up. Start me up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, what other songs do they do? Jumping Jack Flash. Jumping Jack. No. No. Um, anyway, let's stop playing this game because it's uh, going to end badly. Mm. Not fade away. Sir Mick Jagger made a dramatic transatlantic dash to see the birth of his eighth child. Because Kelsa Prees, they're not together anymore, are they? He has, so, as someone said on Twitter, he now has a daughter younger than his great-granddaughter. Well, that's normally how babies come out younger. The Rolling Stone star, 73, jumped on a private jet to New York after ballerina Melanie Hamrick, 29, rang to say their son was on the way. <laughs> a source said Mick knew the baby was imminent, but did not believe his services would be needed so quickly. <laughs> services. Don't you think they checked her in? Normally, though. As soon as he found out, he caught the first plane he could to JFK Airport. There was no way he was going to miss it. It was all very hectic, but thankfully he made it just in time. His relief was nearly as huge as the pride he felt when he welcomed his new son into the world. I'm calling bullshine on all of this. Go on. She would have been uh, had some sort of elective procedure, right? And the reason I'm saying this is not because she's posh. I don't, I don't know where she is. But my sister gave birth in the in America twice, right? And if you were to do... You know that programme that's on Channel 4? Um, one born every minute. Yeah, yeah, right? So you've got the one in England where you've got people pacing, going up and down, uh, yeah. moaning and groaning. 
if they were to do that in America, do you know what it would be like? Mm. Women sitting reading a magazine. Oh. They dose them up to their eyeballs oh. as a matter of course. So I don't believe it was a dash. I believe that it was probably on the calendar for a while. The couple are no longer an item, but Mick has said he wants to be... I want to... Uh, I want to burn the baby's life. What? Yeah. I, I, why can't I do a jagger? It always goes yeah, It's the, the closest to your voice. What? Mm. Um, do the hands. Oh, Keith. Oh, Keith. Oh, Keith. Oh, Keith. Stop it. Oh, Keith. <laughs> Baby number eight means he now has children with five women and is also a great granddad. I say, put it away. You, you Give someone else a go. Stop waving say. that around. Um, he wants to be a hands-on dad, right? Okay. London-based Mick has promised to visit the US as much as possible. That's how it works, right? And he will help out financially. Ah. <laughs> uh, they want to raise their son together and obviously will always have such a great bond. Melanie knows she can always count on Mick. Well, For ne money. next three or four years. No, 18. Well, he'll be dead. He'll be dead. But the baby will be provided for. Melanie knows... Right, so remember he wants to be a hands-on dad. Mm -hmm. Melanie knows she can always count on Mick for support, even though he lives on a different continent. Helpful. <laughs> the couple started dating in 2014. And finished dating? In 2014. <laughs> uh, but their romance faded, with Mick preferring to live in the UK and his band's hectic schedule taking its toll on their relationship. And the, him preferring not to be with her as well. The rocker's oldest child is Karis Hunt, 45, whose mum is singer Marsha Hunt. Jade Jagger, 44, is his daughter with actress Bianca Jagger. Mick has four children with... Oh, remember Jerry Hall? Yeah. Oh, she's married to the boss now. Excellent stuff. Congratulations. Good work. Um, he also has a son, Lucas, with 17. Oh, yeah, Luciana Murad. I remember that when yeah. I was a kid. Big scandal. Oh, is it, is it definitely his? Hang on a minute. Let's look at the baby's face. Yes, it's his. You, and they proved it was his by um, just shoving its face against the window and hanging it there. <laughs> Jade Jagger's daughter, Assisi so Jackson. I remember when Boris Beckard said that that baby wasn't his. <laughs> it was like him in a baby grow. <laughs> um, he also has five grandchildren. Mick's new arrival comes seven months after bandmate and just really rude person, Ronnie Wood, 69, became a dad. Ronnie revealed Mick was quick to visit his family, saying Mick popped in on the third day. Uh, Stone's new album, Blue and Lonesome, is expected to top the chart. Oh, he's flipping it. There and there, that's exactly where he, where he put it. <laughs> that's um, where Blue and Lonesome jumping went. Jumping Jack Flash, it's a gas and air dash. Oh. Very nice. 0344. Maybe we, we listen. We've only had two calls in this bit. Maybe we stop doing the straight to air because mm. I've been banging on about it all week. I was this is kind of an experiment. I've been banging on about it all week that we were going to do it so that people would be prepared for it. But um, we've only had two calls, so maybe maybe what we should do is in the last hour it's for shy callers only. Oh come on, don't be so ridiculous. No, because they don't because they want to be in the quiet bit. What does, what does that mean? The whole show's a quiet bit. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Talk radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Maybe we stop doing the straight to air. I mean, uh, uh, it, it, it perhaps 
in 2016. I mean, when, when I used to... I mean, I nicked it off Tommy Boyd, and Tommy Boyd did a version of it, The Human Zoo, and Clive Bull did a brilliant version of it called Bob's Tea Break, where his producer Bob would go off and make a cup of tea and buy a number 97 from the machine, and, and Clive would take calls straight to air for 15 minutes, and it was it stuck out like a sore thumb, and it was a joy. And I used to do Triple M 12 years ago uh, at, at LBC. Uh, but maybe um, the, 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 the concept of call straight to air, it, it, it's meaningless now because back then there was no outlet for people to, you know, broadcast nationally and say or do anything they wanted. But now we can all broadcast internationally by just clicking a button, clicking an app on our phone. Mm. We've got Twitter and we've got you. We can all put something on YouTube. We can, you can do your own radio shows. Yes, here's the thing. This show hasn't got an agenda anyway, so it's not like it's subverting anything, is it? Let's ask, let's ask a caller at random. Line two, what do you think? Just... I think he's struggling. Well, we've got Twitter and we've got you. We can all put something he's struggling to fill this space, isn't he? He is, isn't show. he? What an idiot. I know. What should we do with him? Oh, I should uh, fire him, actually. Yeah? You think we should fire him? Send him back to Luton and Dunstable. He's struggling to fill this space, isn't he? Struggling to fill the space. Is that Cathy? What should we do with him? Fire him. Oh, I should... Enjoying the uh, psychedelic ramblings. Yes, I. Uh, yeah. I just say, will you come back up here. We like you. Oh, we well. like you up. Here. Well, the, 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 yes, unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. Oh, sod the people who got rid of you. Well, they, they're kind of the ones paying. I'll, I'll just storm in there with a, 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 a machine gun, shall I, and demand my right to broadcast. Well, I totally agreed with what you when they fired you. I totally agreed with what you said. Yeah. I mean, that, that bloody woman, if I would have had a strangler. Well, I wouldn't have killed her, but she was a fruitcake. Um, Dennis, yeah, well, I'm, I'm staying here. I'm staying here. Oh, hard lines. Hard, hard lines. Hard lines. My, my mum used to say that. Mm, my mum says it. Um, so maybe we, maybe we ditch the straight to air. I don't know. You know, I mean, apart from that bit, that bit was fun, but it's... Um, we could do that to him any old time. We could do that to him... Any old time. Hey, you know, um, I'm just very quietly, just very quietly sitting back and watching the whole vaping world slowly fall apart, like I always said. Every week now, I'm reading a story in the newspapers that vaping 
But well, it's better for you than smoking. It's there are more and more dangers that are, are, are being discovered. I remember arguing, with, and I stopped arguing with with, with vapists on um, on the radio because it's it's. I, I want to sit back and watch it happen because you get lots of vapists running up saying, "Oh, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's perfect. It's it's perfectly healthy. There is no damaging effect." And I would always say, "Well, but this is new technology. We don't know what the lasting." effects of it while that wasn't my only problem i had with with vaping it's only it normalizes um the, uh, addiction which i don't want my kids to do it but um there are more and more stories about vaping here we go this is today's story about vaping vaping danger to kids nicotine warning but there's nicotine in aubergines that's their argument mm-hmm. but it's, it's mostly nicotine. water vapor isn't it it's nicotine in aubergines you're going to stop eating aubergine well i like an aubergine but it does give me a rash on the, i'm slightly allergic to really? aubergine yeah get, get uh, my the top of my mouth um becomes inflamed oh. vaping is not safe for young people says america's most senior medic Dr. Vivek Murthy branded widespread use of e-cigarettes as a major public health concern and wants a higher age restriction. Hmm, that's interesting because that's what I've been saying. You'd always get people on Twitter, I've blocked most of them now so they won't be able to, but but someone would always post on a vape forum that I had um, been rude about vapists and suddenly I'd get a swarm of vapists having a go at me. But they'd all, all of their feeds were just about vaping that was their life was was vaping like it was an addiction or something i mean the thing is guys you you, the people who make cigarettes are laughing at you because the, the problem with cigarettes right is they make millions of pounds but the people would eventually die the people would eventually die well now that the cigarette companies have got a, a brilliant way of still taking millions of pounds off you but guess what you don't die as quickly so there are more people living longer doing the same thing the u.s surgeon general um equivalent to england's chief medical officer warned nicotine in the devices can damage memory trigger depression and encourage smoking cigarettes. Under-18s are banned from buying e-cigs, but he wants the restrictions extended. Dr Murthy said young people should not be using e-cigarettes or any other tobacco product. You don't say. He said the science tells us the use of nicotine products by youth is unsafe. GPs, oh God will soon be able to prescribe them on the NHS. Oh, for God's sakes. They're going to win, aren't they? These idiots mm-hmm. are going to win. It puts you on the shelf for a bit longer, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. One of my objections to it, I was driving behind someone the other day and yes. I thought, what is going on with his car? It looks like it's, he needs to pull over. It's smoking terribly. Yeah. And it was like in puffs. Like I was driving behind Thomas yeah. the Tank Engine. No, he had his window open and he had one of those... Su- for some super reason, wise. they get them and they're like, you can have like either super tasty or super smoky, can't you? Yeah. Or vapory or whatever. That's like what a child would be interested yeah. in, isn't it? I want to make it. I want to make it like a Spandau Ballet concert. <laughs> it is. Um, it just. But I'm just. I'm just. And I'm gonna. It's not a nice trait, but I'm just. I'm smug. I'm smug, and over my lifetime, I'm going to see the entire vaping industry. <laughs> Um, be, I mean, it still exists, but people will realise that it's not good for you. Here's another thing I, wor- I wonder about and yes. worry about, because some of my family members have gone from cigarettes to vaping. 
The thing is, when you're smoking a cigarette, there is a beginning and an yeah, end yeah, to yeah. it, right? Yes. I went to a do recently with my family members, and I swear they were puffing on that thing all yeah. afternoon. Um, there's David Cross, one of my favourite comedians. He has a great line. I think I said it the other day. Great line in his new stand-up show, which is on Netflix. He says. I wonder what all those vape shops will be in a year's time when they all close down. Because they're everywhere. And, um, well, who, who knows what they'll be in a year's time when they all close down. 0344 499 I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. We make this the last straight to air for, um, certainly for 2017. Because, um, no one's, no one's calling in. And that's fine. It's fine if you don't, um, if you don't want it, then that's fine. We'll, we'll, we'll come up with something else to do. So don't worry about that. Uh, but we'll, for the next 20 minutes, we'll take all straight to air. This is Talk Radio. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 It could be the last ever straight to air. I don't know if it will be the last ever. I don't like putting... Um, definite things like that but maybe the last one for a while uh let's go to line one one you're on the wireless hi Ian. i just called to apologize because i can't call in tonight that's okay any idea when you might be able to call in i don't know i've had the galloping trots for a good few days now and okay. so you know it, it, it's a bit of an uncomfortable call but i thought you know the, the lines are quiet yeah thanks i, I appreciate usually it swoop in to rescue the show and you know well. On this occasion, I just can't do it. Okay, well, I'm we'll just really have sorry. to... No, that's fine. We'll just have to fill the um, gaping absence that your hole has created. It, and it is a gaping absence. I'm going to cut um, you off now. That's disgusting. So, um, your lights are tacky. Christmas elves, poison pen letter from neighbour. Oh, well, there's always one, isn't are there? Are you feeling Christmassy? Mm, no. I've done all the things. Yeah. But I don't... No. Not finished. Maybe when the kids finish school. Because I need them to whip me up into a frenzy. Um, hang on a second. Yes, line two. Good evening, Ian. Um, I was, uh, I was on YouTube earlier on. And, uh, you know, when you, when you watch one thing and underneath there's recommendations or something similar. Yes. And then I, I was directed to this impression show that Stephen Mulhern was um, presenting about six or seven years ago. And, and, the, and the clip started with um, Les Dennis doing an impression of Louis Walsh, which was, which was awful. Yeah. Um, it was just him basically doing an Irish accent. Yeah. It also ended with David Guest doing an awful karaoke impression of Tom Jones. It yeah. really needs to be seen to be believed. But in the middle of that... Here we go. And it, was, it wasn't listed in the... Um, yeah. I know where you're going with you know, this. Well, it wasn't six years it. ago. It was about... <laughs> Maybe it was six years ago, five, six years. Yeah, go on, before well, go on. Yeah, I, was, I was surprised that the year, I think it was just 2009. That it, it was oh, maybe. May, um, maybe it was. Maybe it was that long ago. Blimey, yeah. okay. No, go on, go on, go on, go on, do it, go on, go on. Bear, bearing in mind yeah. your recent impressions of Jonathan Ross <laughs> and tonight Mick Jagger. <laughs> um, and all your impressions are slightly good, but they're also slightly bad. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you, you nail it, but you also sound spectacular. That's like, very oh, generous of you to say so. Skill. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> and um, so, uh, I'm, I'm watching this thing, and there's a sketch, and he introduces it. I like the way you're watching it all the way through, considering it's rubbish. 
Because <laughs> no one else watched so it. It was good. It's called it the All Star Impression surreal. Show. They, yeah, the All Star Impression Show Part Five. Yes. Oh God! If only, if only to see David Guest yeah. do Tom Jones at the doesn't, end. Doesn't um, doesn't Eamon Holmes do Elvis? I don't know that. Maybe in a different part. I have right. genuinely only watched part five because okay. there was a chap on there who did a quite a good impression of um, Paul McCartney, but hmm. that, that was unusual. It stood out for being good. Yeah. But it was. Um, Come on, spit it out. Spit it out. Yeah, the, the scene opens. There's toilet cubicle, <laughs> and there's. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand this sketch. Go on. Hey, nor did I, and I watched it all the way through. And there's <laughs> there's Mackenzie Crook. As Darren Brown in a toilet cubicle, and um, fair enough, he's got the tone, if not the voice. It's the makeup's good. He's a funny chap. And then all of a sudden, it pans to the next cubicle. There's Uri Geller. Uri Geller. Who, who'd have thought? It turns out it's Julian. <laughs> the sketch. sketch the ske- have I got this right? Mackenzie Crook. Me and Mackenzie are locked in our toilet cubicles, and we're trying to use our psychic powers to open the door. Is that? Is that was the sketch, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pony. It was awful. It was pony. It was. Here it is. Here we go. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Oh, Let's have a look. This is maybe, maybe the visuals will help. Oh, hang on. Because we also did. We also did Steptoe and Son on it. Oh well, that, I've seen that before. You doing that, and that's that's actually quite look good. Look at Mackenzie's steppers. Look at <laughs> that. Uh... I never want to see you ever again. I'll get my coat then, shall I? <laughs> right. He's, all right, hang on. Here's, um, here's us as... Uh... Here we go. Hi, my name's Darren Brown, and this evening, using a combination of suggestion, illusion, psychology, paraplegia, and twaddle, I'm going to show you how the human mind can be harnessed to manipulate the physical world. To wit, the broken lock on this toilet door. Who is that? It's me. Darren, is that Uri Geller? Yes! How do you do, Darren? What are you doing? Um, I'm telepathically communicating with my extraterrestrial spirit guide. Uh, Your door's stuck, isn't it? Yes, but only because I told it to become stuck. (laughs) (laughs) I got paid handsomely. Let me, in my defence... I got paid handsomely, and it was all written by Bob Mortimer, who I'm a big fan of, and it was it's always a pleasure to work with Bob. That's why um, that's why oh, we did that. I'm seeing him, yeah, I'm seeing him tomorrow, uh, actually, in, in Bournemouth, so uh, he's a genius. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that sounded great on paper. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you know what? I don't think sure, I've, ever, I've ever seen that. I, I remember doing it, and, um, uh, yeah, oh, God. Well, it, it, it's nice to end on a downer. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you very much. Cheers. Um, let's go to line two. Two, you're on the wireless. Two, you're on the wireless. Hello? Hello? Oh, I don't know why that's not working. Oh, my phone's buzzing. Everything's buzzing. As two of Santa's little... Uh, that programme was... I mean, it was awful. And it got slated. It got got terrible reviews. on over Christmas. Um, <laughs> was it really 2009? <laughs> Maybe. Um, who else was on there? Uh, I can't. It was. Just, it was just awful. It was. It was like a. It was a big Christmas show, and it, it flopped terribly. Just awful. But um, I think it's quite charming in its own way. Oh, it's. Um, you know, it's. It, I'm not. 
It's not the most... Here's the thing. It's not the most embarrassing thing I've ever done by quite some stretch of the imagination. Um, isn't there... If I remember correctly, there's a reference I love the to- fact that they've had to introduce... Is that Yuri Geller, just so you know? <laughs> oh, my God. Hang on. Oh, God, is- she's here. This is good. <clears throat> Do come in, my darling. The That's not bad. The door is open. <laughs> I don't think there was an audience Hello, there Arnold. Father... Oh, dirty old man, how did you find my address, you dirty old man? I followed you home from the yard, Harold. Followed me home from the yard? It's lonely on me own and I'm cold and hungry. Oh, please come home like a good son would. I need you, Harold. <coughs> Don't you dare spear on me, you dirty old man. But, Harold, I'm dying. Doctor says I've got six weeks left if I'm lucky. You are lying, Harold. Very dare you, you Dutch old man. Oh, please come home, Adol, you stupid boy. Yeah, but no, but yeah, but no, you Dutch old man. Oh, Betty, the cat's done a whoopsie, Adol. Nice to see you, to see you. Nice, you dirty old man. You get nothing for the pair, not in this game, you don't. That's what I said, guys and girls, you dirty old man. There we go. There we go. Me doing Jimmy Savile whilst doing uh, Steptoe. There we go. Dark days. Um, <laughs> line two, you're on the wireless. Oh, hi, Ian. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. Well, I'm, I'm, um, my confidence and my self-esteem are battered, um, but I'm all right, thank you. Oh, that's good. I just wanted to agree with you about vaping, because I've thrown, like, three cigarettes, e-cigarettes, into the river in the past year, because they don't work. Well, they do work in terms of satisfying your addiction, but not really in um, prolonging your life or anything. Why do you throw them in the river? Oh, Christ. Rory, where are you? Are you, are you in a wind farm? Oh, sorry, no, I'm just, I'm just coming out of Tesco's. <laughs> I, um, it's interesting you mentioned throwing them in the river, because I've got this book, this Stephen Stills book, which I finished now, and it's a good book, and I won't read it again. And I don't know... Sorry? I bought that for my dad for Christmas. Oh, you've yeah. had mine? No, I can't give him a second hand book. No, because I've kept this in good nick. No, he'll know. I, I don't... I want to g- get rid of the book, but I want to get rid of the book in a good way. Now, I used to do a thing years ago where I'd leave books on buses and tubes and things and so that people could find them. And um, well, it's, it's, there's a phrase for that. Pass it forward. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was tempted to do that with this Stephen Stills book. My great fear is that someone would go, Oh, excuse me, sir, you've dropped your book. Um... But I, I might do that. I might put it on a bus. But then supposing no one who likes Stephen Stills... Yeah, it's quite much. niche. It's quite niche. What should I do with it, Roy? Just chuck it in the river? <laughs> well, it's probably biodegradable. But you can... I just bought four books on Amazon for, like, one P each. And they, but the postage was, like, 250 or something. But you could... I don't know. You could give them to Amazon. Or give them to Amazon? Like out of them. I could give them, give them to Amazon. <laughs> Rory, it's the noisiest place in the world, so I'm going to say goodbye. Somewhere in Northern Ireland, there are loads of ducks vaping. Yeah, yeah. Don't put them in the river. Think of the turtles, man. Um, yeah, they're good. I like the turtles. I knew that was coming. Howard went cold on me eventually. They all go cold on me eventually. We were friends, and then he went cold. I think it's because I think he's capricious. What does that mean? I think he sways. Okay, yeah, he's very capricious. Because I've heard him, he's rowing with um, Paul Thingy at the moment on on Twitter. Paul who? You know, Paul that you like that did the Rainbow Connection. He's rowing with Paul Williams? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. What about? About Russell Brand, because he thinks that Russell Brand shouldn't preach. Paul Williams said it's important that he uses his uh, platform. The, it is a good film. If you, the Paul Williams documentary. I've seen it. It's Have amazing. You seen that? Oh, man, alive. He would be great to get, but he doesn't answer, does he? No, he doesn't. 
and I kind of don't blame him. He doesn't need to do it. No, it's, it's a little bit. It's a little bit short-sighted of him to do that. Imagine doing that much cocaine, then jumping out of an aeroplane. I mean, God. <laughs> that, that when he's hosting that chat show, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing all that. Oh, you're gurning away. Oh, man. Well, we haven't got time to find out about the elves and the um, the home that they've um, decorated. So we've talked about Mick Jagger's kids. We're done. That's it. We got through another week. I found this week, as you know, Catherine, personally, very challenging. No, you did. Found it a hard week. And I, every every night I'd come in and think, I've got no idea what I'm doing here. Um, I've got no idea how we're going to get through the show. And yet, uh, we got through the show tonight. We got through the week. I'm going to look at booking some time off in the new year. Oh, hang on, let's just... Look. Yes, line one, you're the last call of the evening. I've got a dirty... Get out of here, for goodness sakes. That's it. That's your life. I wonder if that was the real Paulie who used to phone up and do that all the time. Thank you, Edward. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you to you, dear listener. Please go download the podcast. Spread the word. Monday to Friday, 10 o'clock until 1 o'clock on Talk Radio. It's this old rubbish. That's it. We're done. Ta-ta. Bye-bye. Good night. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking.